Blog Talk Radio.
peace, peace, peace. This is Coach Kair in the building. You know what that means. Sometimes it, it might even be out of space or something like that. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Peace, peace, peace. You are now rocking with the best. This is Coach Kair of Original Native Radio. Woo! I'm glad y'all could join us tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, are we going to have fun? You know who you're listening to. <laughs> so that right there should be out of the question. Tonight, though, we got to pay some bills. We want to talk about who our sponsors are. Relaxationisthekey.com, of course. You gotta go check out relaxationisthekey.com dot com as well as honesthustle dot info, honesthustle dot info and honesthustle dot com. We got a whole lot of things coming on for you, um, and it's just getting ready to be amazing. That's just the bottom line. Um, coming forward from relaxation is the key. Coming forward with uh, honest hustle, and our, also our partners in. Our partners in the dime, getting more dimes, uh, hustleuniversity.org. Definitely want to give a big shout-out to them, hustleuniversity.org, as well as reachthemtheteachthem.com. And as well as our new partner about tonight's show, who we want to get talking about is romanceandfinance.com. That's what I'm talking about, something real serious, romance and finance, like what are the two things that we need to be talking about right now? We already see everything else is failing, so we got to start getting our stuff together as far as putting our own two cents in and developing our own love and um, taking care of our own family matters. So without further ado, I know i got my special guest tonight on the line. If you do want to call in, the phone number is 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089. The chat line is open. If you listen on the computer and you didn't see the chat when you originally came on, just refresh your screen. If you call in, please turn your please turn your speakers down on your computer. We do have some exciting news tonight, some big announcements coming down the pipe for tomorrow, so make sure everybody stays tuned in to Zoom in. Let me bring on my first guest tonight. I think I got my man. Uh, calling in from the 111. Hello? Nope. Calling from the 111? Not, not your guest. I'm calling in just to find out what kind of advice you have to offer. Oh, man, stay tuned. We got something good for you tonight. What's your name I, and where are you calling from? Joe. My name's Thanks Joe. Thanks a lot, Joe. You just stay on the line. We're going to have something real valuable for you. I'm going to be wanting your comment in a minute. We got something very valuable for you All tonight. Right. Are you going to mute me because I'll just hang up then? Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to mute you. You just stay on the line. No. Uh, if you mute me, then, you, then I can't contribute to the show. 
Oh, no, I'm going to take you back off mute when I'm ready for you. All right. Take care, then. Bye-bye. Thank you. I know I got Hotep. I got the founder of uh, Hustle University up in the building. You know what I mean? Creator of romance and finance. He can help me tonight. Joe wanted to take over the show tonight. Hotel, we can't have that. He just want he he needs to just uh, uh, be able to follow instructions, right? Well, that's what we say, Big Brother. How you doing tonight? Man, all is well. All is well on my end. How about yourself? I'm feeling man ready to roll. That's what's up. That's what's up. So look, we um everybody's it's been a lot of buzz around here lately. Last couple of days, couple of weeks about romance and finance. Gas is high, people are ornery, the astrological charts are off the chain, and all of a sudden, here comes something phenomenal from out of the Hustle You camp, romance and finance. Can you give me a little background on, first off, the, the creator of romance and finance, Mr. Hotep, where you're coming from with this, why you should be talking about it, and then why should people even be listening to what we got to say about romance and finance? Okay. Um, well, peace, everybody. My name is Hotep, president and founder of Hustle University. Um, I'm an entrepreneur coach. I do one, two, one of two things. You know, at Hustle University, I spend my time doing one of two things. I peep game and I teach game. And that's hmm. how I break it down um, when it comes to Entrepreneurship, we do entrepreneurship coaching and consulting and also educational consulting as well for the educational market. Um, myself, I'm an author of uh, many books for not only just uh, business development, but really personal development because we know Hustlers Commandment number six, business is personal, and uh, therefore we recognize that uh, our personal lives greatly impact our professional lives, and the lack of that understanding is what leads us to uh, a lot of the problems that we have in our lives, even Napoleon Hill um, is noted for sharing that a great deal of people, um, life fa- failure in life as a whole is due to their poor choice in mates. And uh, recognizing that, myself recognizing the importance of choosing the correct people in your in your life, uh, you know, going back to Hustler's Commandment number one, your network is your net worth, and understanding that the most valuable person in anyone's network is their mate. We took understanding and created the Romance of Finance curriculum program to help rebuild the community, particularly um, uh, for me personally, you know, starting with the African-American community, uh, rebuilding the community two at a time, addressing the need for more uh, positive relationships between men and women, and uh, not only just making them um, healthy relationships, but also helping them become more successful relationships by combining the romance with finance and building what, what's known as power couples. Power couples would be a great example of that would be uh, King and Coretta, Dr. King and Coretta. Um, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce would be another great example of a power couple. And to me right now, the, the most uh, notable power couple that exists today is Barack and Michelle Obama. I think those are the epitome of what can happen when two people get together uh, that not only love each other but understand what it is to build something together and uh, build a family and also uh, not just have a healthy relationship but a successful relationship where one can help the other 
and vice versa achieve whatever their dreams may be. And in that, that case, obviously, it was the position in the White House. So I'm um, just very honored to uh, have created the program and be able to share it with people so that we can save some lives here because at the end of the day, it is something that I do this work for. All right. I appreciate it. So, um, so power couples, why should people be interested in becoming a power couple? I know you gave a couple examples out, but they may be like, man, Barack and Michelle, that's a little out of my league, Jay-Z and Beyonce. You know, what about somebody who's, you know, on a $50,000 a year budget, you know what I'm saying, or less? Can I still be a power couple? What do you think about that? Well, of course. I mean, power couple, I just brought those up as examples. You know, you have power couples uh, at every level of, you know, financial gain. The whole point is that, um, you know, power couples are individuals who have a desire to build something together. And that's what it is. So, you know, if if a power couple is achieving that 50000 and that's what it is, but they still can create that power couple type of relationship. Why should anyone care? Well, you know, be honest, you know, not everybody does care about building a power couple, and that's fine. You know, that, that program is specifically designed for people that want that kind of results, to, that want that kind of outcome in their personal and professional lives. Some people are good with just sticking and moving, you know, just having these little one-night stands or short-term relationships or, you know, relationships based off of sex or relationships based off of a money-for-sex type of relationship. And if that's what, you know, people want, then they don't need to really uh, listen to this call at at all, really, because it's not for them. It's specifically for people that recognize the importance of building long-term relationships with the opposite sex um, and formulating that kind of relationship healthy, where there's love, there's a spiritual connection. So um, these two people are all go-getters. They're hustlers themselves. So not only do they understand that relationship is good for um, just their their personal growth, but also their professional growth. And, of course, I'll do that by example, because I know getting married for me, not only uh, one of the greatest, um, you know, greatest feelings and, um, you know, greatest uh, accomplishments that I can state and and cite in my life. Also, it's been one of the greatest business moves as well, and we can get into that um, in addition. And, uh, you know, using Barack as a perfect example, I mean, everybody who watches that man who has seen him and his wife together knows um, the reason, you know, there's no doubt in anybody's mind the reason why he is where he is today is because of that woman you know, that woman beside him, and vice versa. You know, she is where she is because of him. So they play off of each other, and there's different models that we'll talk about when it comes to uh, relationships. But that's the long answer. The bottom line is not for everybody. It's for people that want it. So <laughs> if you want it, let's get it. And if you don't want hey, best to you. <laughs> I know you're behind with psychic, too. When are you going to open up the Hustle University psychic branch? Because I was going to ask a question, and you answered it all. Uh, well, you know, that, that this just comes with being in tune with, with other individuals, you know. So, you know, myself and you, big brother, you know, they say birds of a feather. And so, uh, you know, that's that's not going to be a one-time thing. That's going to happen many times. I do want to say, I, I did want to say something else real quick. Um, and it just took me, uh, uh, I, I had mentioned it earlier, but just for those that are even wondering what I meant, what I 
meant when I say I do this for the kids is, you know, I've been an educator for about 15 years in public and um, what I've seen when it comes to the kids is that young people, young children have become casualties of war, okay? They have become casualties of war. Casualties of our wars as adults are um, poor decision-making, our mistakes, our anger, our issues and problems all get tangled up and our children become um, unnecessary casualties of those wars between us as men and women. And so um, as an educator trying to empower young people and, and be there and, um, it, you know, be a positive influence in young people's lives, for them to have to go home to many of these uh, negative situations, for them to have these so many horror stories, for young people as young as 10 or 11 to be depressed, you know, to feel a sense of hopelessness, helplessness at such a young age, you know, is... Uh, is extremely unfortunate and just a sad thing, you know, and it breaks my heart. And so, um, you know, outside of just doing that work as an educator, I felt it necessary to address this, the issue of the family, you know, dealing with the family. And so that's what I meant as far as, uh, what, you know, doing this for the kids at the end of the day. Uh, you know, I got to go in. You just got finished using the term birds of a feather, and I was going to, I guess I'm going to come back to that because I was going to say, you know, eagles don't hang around with chickens. You know, when you were talking about, you know, this is not for everybody. If you want to spread your wings and do something as far as something powerful, then you can't just hang around with chickens. You know, chickens are a bird that really don't get a lot of altitude. But when you're talking about an eagle, the eagle starts to spread his wings and lift off and do some and do great things. Or at least it looks great to the chicken. You know, the um, the eagle says, "Man, this is nothing. We're just gonna go out here and do what's necessary and soar and fly high." Um, which will be financially, spiritually, mentally, physically, all of that. Um, but then you went into the part about doing it for the children, and I totally. Um, me myself, I'm one of those casualties of war, and um, I'm a professional historian myself and an educator. I graduated from North Carolina A&T, and I understand generational wealth, but I also understand generational domestic violence, generational poverty. Um, when we turn into a, can, can you expound upon how? a couple who decides to change their mind can cease generational poverty and turn around and pass down generational wealth. Can you talk about that, Hotel? Yes, sir, absolutely. Um, well, you know, what, I, what I've come to understand over, over the years is that uh, we are our own problems. And um, the other, so with that being said, uh, we have the we are the greatest um the greatest reason for our our failures in life or the issues that we have in life but the other side to that coin is not only are we our own problems we are also our own solution so with that being said is not only are we responsible for the um for the negative outcomes in our lives we are also uh we can be responsible and are the solution for changing that outcome. So either way you look at it, whether it's a positive or a negative, we are um, the reason for these outcomes. And if we want to change the outcomes, first we have to start 
with ourselves. Everything starts with ourselves. Even our process for improving our business is from the inside out. Uh, dealing with relationships is from the inside out first. So when it comes to um, building a power couple, you know, the first thing that needs to be addressed is, you know, what we call Hustler's Commandment number 10, knowing oneself and believing in oneself. Now, Hustler's Commandment number 10 is knowing, believing thyself. And part of the biggest issue that people have when it comes to building a power couple is the fact that they are putting the cart before the horse. You know, they want to jump into having a great relationship and building a power couple, but they don't know who they are themselves. And they mm. don't know what they are. They don't they don't um, know what they are worth. And so, therefore, because they don't know themselves, because they don't know their true value, then they don't have, they lack what's called self-love. And if you don't have self-love, there's no way you can love anybody else. And so that right there is uh, the first issue that needs to be addressed. Who are you? What is your value? You know, do you even, you know, people are quick to say, yeah, I love myself. But then you ask them, quick, what do you love about yourself? You know, and then they have trouble answering that question. You know, because they don't know themselves, so they don't know what they love because they don't they don't know who they are in the first place. So of course, uh, when it's to building relationships, the first step that I always need to address is uh, building on oneself first. Mm, that's peace. That's peace. Now I know uh, one of the other big things in you being the type of coach that you are. Um, I call you one of my straight like that coaches. Hotel is not a curveball or a knuckleball type of coach or pitcher. He is coming with the straight fire. Randy Johnson, Nolan Ryan, uh, right down the pipe style. You have seen that, and you see what's wrong, and then instead of complaining, you offer a solution. I know that this romance and finance program that you have is one of the solutions that you're offering straight like that. Um, does your romance and finance solution talk about the breakdowns in communication and families? Oh, absolutely. You know, communication, in fact, none of the, one of the next classes we do, you know, for the Hustle University members is a whole class on just communication developing proper communication skills. What we have learned, what I've learned is that people have become so accustomed to dysfunctional relationships. I'll say that again. Now you're going to start bringing it out of me because I was trying to be cool, all right, but now you're going to start bringing it out of me. Um, I've learned that people are so accustomed to dysfunctional relationships that they actually, that dysfunctionality has become the norm for them. Okay, so now, so not only do we come from dysfunctional relationships, no, not only do we come from, are we the result, many of us, of dysfunctional relationships, we have seen the dysfunctionality, now we bring that, uh, allow that dysfunctionality to exist in our own relationship, and we pass that on to our children, and it continues on and on and on. So, uh, and I forget your question now. Uh, but this, this whole idea of oh, communication. So communication is one of those aspects in which we are extremely dysfunctional at, all right? And so people do not know how to communicate with each other um, uh, effectively, and that all, that leads to um, so much breakdown in relationships. In fact, if we if we can just focus on better communication skills, 
alone, that would take care of at least 50% of uh, the pros and cons of when it comes down to relationships. The bottom line is this, Coach. You know, see, I, I'm I'm a go-getter. I got things to handle. I got I got goals to reach. I don't have any more time. I don't have time to waste. Those people that are listening to this, they will feel me. None of us are getting any younger. All right? None of us is getting any younger, and none of us has time to waste. There's money to get. There's moves to be made. There's lives to be saved. So we don't have time to be fooling around with some of these relationships that at the end of the day we shouldn't have been in in the first place. And see, when it comes to relationships between men and women, the issue because not only you know can you not only are you playing around with relationships that you shouldn't be in, but now if if you spend uh, even if you spend a little bit of time, see like some people say I'm gonna play around with it for a month, I'm gonna play around with it a couple of weeks, but see even in a couple of weeks, one week, you know a child can be conceived, and that's what it comes down to. We're playing around, we're wasting time in relationships, we're being in places where we don't need to be, and that um that we should know ahead of time that we don't need to be, but because we uh, unfortunately do not identify people correctly, we don't communicate correctly, we end up playing around, and at worst comes to worst, uh, you know, we're conceiving children out of it, and then we, that just leads to a whole other slew of problems. So communication, big thing, right? Let's, communi- let's talk about communication for a second. One of the things that I see that lack is, especially on, on the side of women, right, and I'm sure you know, some brothers suffer from it too, but I don't, you know, I've never dealt with brothers on, on that kind of level. But in dealing with women, one thing I've seen is that, you know, women have this idea of, of romance, right, where um, they like the mystery, okay? So they like the mystery dude. They don't like to, um, they like to find things out, right? They like to find things out on their own. Uh, the quality of mysteries is, is attractive to them, okay? So what happens is, um, even when brothers want to try and communicate, like like for myself, you see, I don't waste time. I get right down to it. I'm laying it down. He's, I got questions. I want to know. Boom, 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 boom. A lot of women say, Oh no, no, no. Let's let's find out on our own. She said, Let's uh, what do they say? Let's um, not take it slow. They say let's um, let it let it come naturally or something like that. I forget the term that they use, right? But they like to have this kind of um, communication where you know we can talk about you know, the stars, the moon, you know, all the extra stuff, all the things that aren't applying to me and you, right? And so they spend a month, you know, and, you know, they're, they're talking to this dude, they're dating for weeks, months, and there's some very fundamental things that they don't know about this man. Is he married? Does he have any children? How many children does he have? Vice versa on the man, he's not asking important questions, communicating important ideas and thoughts that, you know what, are deal breakers at the end of the day. And if you had known it, you wouldn't even move forward to the second level. But because you wanted to play around with it, you had this little uh, fantasy idea of secret, you know, secretive uh, conversation and all that. And all that, you spent months, you spent money, you spent time, your emotions involved, all in a relationship that could have ended in the first conversation. So with romance and finance, all we do is apply very basic common sense principles to um, from the business sector into our personal relationships. What do I mean by that? First thing is this, understanding that relate, personal relationships are partnerships, okay? Personal relationships, if you're serious about them, are partnerships. I'm the owner of a business. You're the owner of a business too. I'm looking for a partnership with you. The first thing you're going to do if you're in a, in a business sector is if you're going to partner with somebody, you're going to lay out your proposal and your plan and what you're doing, your past, present, and what your future is, and you're going to ask that 
that they do the same thing. Because as a businessman, you're not going to partner with somebody whose business is raggedy. You're not going to partner with someone who doesn't have a plan or if they're past the best of you. But I'm going to have to put the, uh, the yellow light on this person because, you know what, their past is so messed up. I have to have concerns about that. You've been asking about this, their present. Their present is messed up. I don't know. Your business is not in good shape right now. I don't know. What's your plan for the future? Have them lay it out, right? This is what you would do if you were a business owner trying to partner with somebody else. Ironically, when it comes to the personal sector, all of a sudden we don't like to do that. So we accept raggediness, we allow foolishness and people with bad past, bad present, no plan for the future, and then we said, because we love them, that we decided we're going to partner with them. Bad partnership idea. So talking about communication, the first step in building a partner, um, a partnership or um, you know, dealing with somebody on the dating level is to go through what I call the interview process. That's right, put them through the interview process. And I got, have a whole list of questions a whole list of questions that man or woman can ask that other person across the table just to get down to the nitty-gritty, okay, just to get down, you know, so that you understand what you're dealing with before you go out on a date with them. You see, I'm not going to even spend my gas, you know, gas is not, not cheap, if anybody noticed, right? I'm not spending any more time. I'm not spending any more money. I'm not spending any more effort into any any person that's not worth it first thing I'm going to do is get on the phone with you and have a conversation and ask tough questions. I'm going to ask the questions, and you know what? If you answer correctly, if you answer uh, my to my liking, then I will consider going out on a date with you and taking it further. But if you haven't made it past the first interview, there's no need for a second, and it's just that simple. Now, some of the ladies are listening to you, Hotep, and they hear that bravado in your voice. And they're saying, well, who is he to think he can just come up here and just ask me a bunch of questions like it's some kind of job interview? You know, what do you say to the – I mean, is this a – are you talking to – is romance and finance just for the men and how they should be approaching the women? Or are you saying this particular attitude, the women need to be using this for these men as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, you know, yes, it's something that brothers should be doing, you know, and it's something that I apply and I teach brothers to apply. But most definitely, I think it's even more important for the women to start applying this because it's um, ironic, well, not ironically, but unfortunately, I find more women in these situations beating themselves over the head about why they keep dating these types of men. I just got an email of someone asking about, uh, you know, her first and her second husband. She helped them build their businesses, and they left her, you know, or they're not – they don't even want her to drive um, to be a part of what they're they're doing, you know. And she says, "What am I doing wrong?" I said, "You know what? You probably didn't ask the right questions in the beginning. You see, you <laughs> probably didn't ask the right questions in the beginning, right? Because you would have figured out that these people, you know, who these types of people are, and that we all know people lie. But you know what? After the interview process, after you you hear what they say, then you follow up with watching what they do, right? So you hear what they say, then the second part is to see what they do and see if what they do is in, in accordance with what they said." You see, so my whole point is definitely for the sisters. I mean, I wish more sisters would adopt these types of principles, but I think unfortunately they they watch a lot of TV. They get caught up with these, um, you know, Hollywood fantasies about what relationships are. I know women who have let, left their their boyfriends, husbands. I'm talking about women who've had children by men who uh, left them because, you know, what, uh, one woman in particular said um, she felt like she was living with her her roommate. You know, and so basically what she was saying is, okay, the whole romantical idea of, of marriage that she had in her mind had changed when after she had children with this man, 
And this is a man that wants to be a father. This is a good provider. This is a man that loves the idea, loves being married, loves having children. And she left him because she wanted to have, you know, some kind of fling out on, you know, in the Indies. And so what she did is really destroyed what could have been a great relationship because of her misunderstanding of um, her misunderstanding what relationships are and how to build them and how to apply certain principles to them so that she can continue to build something. So she destroyed it. Definitely for the sisters, my brother. Definitely for the sisters. There you go again. You're always trying to make me go in on the astrology, man. I know this is, are you you a guest on my show, but is it all right if I go in just for a real hot second? Because you keep bringing it up. You you sound like a master astrologist over there, but you won't use the terminology. Do you mind if I translate some of that, uh, um, if you don't mind, something that you just made so plain and clear? Please. I mean, these are your your listeners, man, not mine. Well, you know that... um, the moon, for thousands of years, the Native Americans told stories. So I know as an elementary school teacher, and you said you saw Native Americans came in, if they told a story, they would always talk, tell, the, tell the time initiated by many moons ago. So they were saying that there's a certain pattern that the moon takes um, as it trans as it travels around the earth, and they measure certain things by that distance. So we measure our birthday as when the sun goes around the planet 365 days. We say this marks the time of our birth. This is where where the sun was at at that particular time. Well, right now there's a planet. Well, I'm going to jump to the planet Saturn, which is about rules and regulations and also uh, interrogations. And then there's the sign of Libra, which is the sign of partnerships. Right now, that planet of rules, regulations, uh, karma, justice, and interrogations is in the sign of Libra. And it's moving backwards like the moonwalk. So even if you don't know what a retrograde is, retrograde, a lot of people hear, oh, man, that's a terrible time. Retrograde means special mission. So I think that you introducing romance and finance to the public at this key time is so needed because, you know, even in my um, in my coaching consultations of the clients that I have, I see some of the same similarities of after they ask me the questions of what should they do, the final answer normally comes up to become clean. And come clean requires efficient communication. And... If it's not done, then it's going to be a lot of hassle down the road. And what I call is the laying cement syndrome. syndrome. Have you ever seen somebody laying a sidewalk by the hotel, like with the concrete? Yes, I have. It's pretty easy to put the concrete down, right? Yes, sir. But after that concrete gets hard and, and hotel goes over there and puts HU in there, you wouldn't do that, but let's just in case... If you write something something in that concrete, it's going to be there most of the time permanently, correct? Yes, sir. And it's going to take a heck of a amount of work to get that, you know, to undo that which has already been done, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I think that's a great analogy, and if you don't mind, I'd like to, to use it in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that concrete, man, you better be careful how you lay your concrete. Because the relationship, like you said, you can make a baby in a week. You can conceive a baby, and that's another 22-year relationship you just developed. 
So it was easy for you to get in. I used to hear this on the block all the time. Trouble is so easy to get in, but it is so expensive to get out or so hard to get out. So I definitely want to encourage people to um, get on over. Hotel, if you don't mind, I want to give out the website for Romance and Finance, if you don't mind. Please, please do. Uh, For those of you all who want to um, become a part of this course, become a part of learning more about what to say, when to say it, uh, what to look for, why certain things are happening in your own personal relationships and your own personal bank account, please go over to www.romanceandfinance.com. And just drop in your email address. It's real easy. Drop in your name. Drop in, not your alias, put your real name in there. This is a trusted site. We will not be selling your information anywhere. But drop your name in there and become a part of the email list. Because word in the street is they got a real hot product coming down the pipe tomorrow. Is that correct, Hotel? Are y'all dropping something hot tomorrow? Yes, sir. We're dropping the hot tamale on them. And I'm very excited about it. I mean, you know what? I've done I've done a lot of work, and people know me. If they know me, they know me through Hustle University, The Hustler's Ten Commandments, probably my most popular book. However, Romance and Finance to this day is probably one of the finest programs and, and creations that I've done. And ironically, people um, just do not associate HOTEP and Hustle University with relationship counseling you know, so that's been something that has been um, the few people that do know me personally like that know a lot of the, you know, a lot of the reasons why I've been successful with Hustle University. I always say, I say, you know what, I have to thank my wife for that. You know, and it's not even because she's done anything directly with the business, but her existence in my life, her being who she is and how she is enables me, gives me the luxury to do a lot of the other things that I do. And so um, I wanted to share. I want one. I wanted to share that with people because a lot of people see the outcomes of um, the outcomes in my life, but they don't see the reasons how those outcomes came to fruition. A lot of people, when I do counseling uh, or personal consulting, you know, they 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 want to compare. You know, trying to compare. And I say, listen, I have I have a partner. You know, my wife is, for all intents and purposes, my silent partner. You understand that most people, a lot of people don't even know I'm, I am married and he's celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year, you know. Um, and so my whole point is, you know, it's something that I want other people to experience for themselves. They do not have to accept dysfunctionality in their personal relationships for the sake of what they call love. And for the ladies out there, let me say that it's okay to love a man, but just love yourself more. Love yourself first. Love yourself most. To that sister who sent that email and was asking about, well, you know, if she's the fool for helping these men build their businesses and then leaving her, I say, you know what, and, and, and throughout this wanting to start her own and never being able to focus on it, I say, you know what, love yourself more. Love yourself first and love yourself most. Understand that if anybody's agenda is important, it's good to love men and help them with their agenda, but your agenda trumps all. Prioritize yourself first and don't lose yourself amongst these relationships. That's why romance and finance is very important for the sisters. For the brothers out there, I want to say, listen, big brother, let me tell you that having a good woman in your life is one of the greatest things that any man could ever have. Lock that down. 
get that wifey, getting married is one of the greatest things that you can ever have if you choose correctly. I'll say that again, getting married is one of the greatest moves an individual, one of the greatest things a man can do for himself personally as well as professionally. If you choose correctly, I recommend it to all brothers. And no, you don't have to have your stuff together first before. You know, you don't have to have this certain amount of money before. No, you can do it while you're building. You see, because it's better to build. Two heads are better than one. So stop that nonsense talking about things aren't perfect, the conditions aren't perfect for you to get married. You have to have all this and that. No, you don't have to have everything together in your life to have a, to have a mate. No, if you're thinking wisely, you say, you know what, get a mate, and you guys can build that together. So you don't have to wait. But you do have to have the fundamentals, which is knowledge of self, belief in self, and self-love. That is uh, the prerequisite to any positive relationship. You was over there dropping his, hold on, hold on, my bad. I, I know you haven't been on the show in a while. So we haven't brought this out for you. Putting them on them bionics around there. So I had to go in and give you a proper dues right there. That's them over tall buildings in a single bound right there. That's what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) You brought up another one. I had to go pull up... um, I had to go pull up something that uh, Prophet Noble Drew Ali said in the Circle 7 Quran, Chapter 22, Duties of a Husband. Uh, the second key, he said, but examine with care and fix not. He said, take unto thyself a wife and obey the ordinance of Allah. Take unto thyself a wife and become a faithful member of society. Key two, very important. But examine with care and fix not suddenly. On thy present choice depends thy future happiness. Did you just say that? Yes, did. I you did you just yes, say sir. that? Yes, sir. On your present yeah. choice. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> On your present choice depends your future happiness. Mm-hmm. Lock it down, but make sure you got the right characteristics and the qualities of what you're looking for because you don't want to be locking down any junk either, do you, Hotel? Absolutely not. I mean, look, marriage or you know, long-term relationships are either heaven or hell. Again, depending on how you choose, you will either experience heaven or you will experience hell. There's very few like, uh, times where there's a lot of gray area. Either it's just the most beautiful thing or it's the worst thing that you can ever experience. And I want more people to experience the heaven than the hell. And, again, if for no other reason, you know, do it for the children. You know what I'm saying? Do it for the kids, you know, for the sisters. Oh, okay. you know, I'm going back over here checking them. Um, I I fully agree with you. I see uh, love and light in the chat room. Had a couple comments. She said that you sounded like the kind of man who would be quick to criticize, place demands and stipulations on a woman. This wouldn't work well in the long run. Then R7 Wonders came back and said, well, the the aggression could be taken as a sense of urgency and seriousness because I have seen Hotel, you know, be quite serious in his matter of factness. But, he's, you know, he's saving lives and strengthening his family. Um, Yeah, so let me me go ahead and respond to that because, you know, the the sister is right. I I don't play, you know, so I take no prisoners when it comes to this because, like you said, Coach, at the end of the day, I'm in the business of saving lives, and people are dying right now. People are dying. 
So I'm not going to sit around. I don't hold. I don't pull any punches. The gloves are off when it comes to this because I take it very serious. Because if I play around, if I, if I play it soft, if I try and take it slow, while I'm taking it slow, playing it soft and all that, people are dying. So a part of me to anyone that gets offended with my the way I speak, um, the the manner in which I come across on this, it's, at the end of the day, it's a matter of life and death. The way I see it. I'm not here to waste anybody's time. I'm sure I'm not going to allow anybody else to waste my time. Am I critical? Absolutely. Am I discriminative? Yes, absolutely. And I expect everybody else to do the same thing. So, you know, if I'm going to sit down across the table, I'm trying to build. I'm a builder. You know, there's other people that don't know what it is to build something. All right? Again, like I said, there's people out there that have accepted dysfunctionality and foolishness as just a part of relationships, a part of life. People will accept the fact, like, let's talk about communication, for example. Right? I know people that excuse, think that their, their emotions excuse their actions. You see, this is a big one. All right? Now, we are adults, and we all have emotions. So emotions are good. Sister, I, I honor your emotions, right? I honor any sister's emotion. But your emotions do not excuse your actions, right? Your emotions do not excuse your actions. So a sister can feel upset and then, you know, start yelling, throwing things, whatever, you know, and act a certain way and then want to be uh, excused for acting that way. No, you're not excused for acting that way because that was a manner that was childish. And you wouldn't want me to excuse myself if I was upset and a man came across a woman's face. You see, that's no. there's no excuse for people um, acting a certain way just because they feel a certain way. Kindergarten children do that. They act out because they can't control their emotions, not adults. And it's not something that's acceptable in, in positive building relationships. Okay, I talked about communication. Some people accepted the fact that when a person has a bad day or is going through an emotional, uh, some kind of emotional roller coaster, that they don't call for a week. Right. So the other part, the person on the other side hasn't heard from you in a week, and then a week later you call and want to say, hey, what's up? You know, like everything is good. Right. Well, during that week, the other person didn't know what was going on with you. You hadn't returned any calls, hadn't returned any texts. No, that's not how you deal with another person. And I'll give you a perfect example. If you have a day job, right, and you can't make it into work, what's the first thing you want to do? You call the manager, you call the boss and say, I can't make it, I'll be back in two days or three days or whatever. That's the same type of courtesy that you should uh, provide to a person that you so-called love like. You see what I'm saying? Like, why, is it any, why, why would you do that for a boss that you probably don't even like, for a job you don't even enjoy, but for someone you claim to love, it's excusable for you not to call in and say, hey, I'm going through something. I'm going to be out for a couple of days. Simple business etiquette and practices that we need to start applying to our personal relationships. So I'm sorry for talking so long on that, but, yes, I am very critical because it's a matter of life and death, and there's just simple courtesies and simple things that we need to start be applying right now, and we need to make those changes right now, not next week. Hey, man, look, truth need no apology. You on Original Native Radio, Mikasa Sukasa. If y'all got something to say to the hotel, call, pick up the phone and dial in, 347-205-9089 and press 1. We want to hear what you got to say out here. We got a couple people on the line. We want to give a big shout-out to the 313 out there in Detroit. We're coming soon. Uh, 
putting something together. We got a nice little announcement. I got in a few minutes. Eight one seven. We see you, New York. Five one zero. We see the three zero twos, eight zero threes in South Carolina. Appreciate all of y'all for tuning in. Um, big ups nine zero eight. I think that's the West Side, West Coast. So we're definitely glad that we can be getting this message out to every, um, all parts of the United States, big and small. And thank you all for tuning in to Original Native Radio. Uh, I'm also, if you want to check me out, I'm on that's my good word info broadcasting live from the crib. I'm in the studio. So if you want to check out my face and you know, little something something what we got on over here, you know, hotel, we doing it like that. We we double streaming. We streaming with the video and we streaming with the audio. So either way they want to catch us, you win both ways. But um I definitely can appreciate what you said and like I said, no no uh, no apologies because um, the lady came back. I, I didn't even get to finish telling you what she, you know, that was the first part of what she said. But then she came back and she said, um, she said, uh, I think she was, oh, she, she says, uh, he married a diamond and he knows it. Someone else would think her life was raggedy, post-divorce and bankruptcy, but he saw her who she truly was, beautiful. Oh, no, I think she's making a comment about somebody else. But I, I don't think the sister took it the wrong way, you know, but Women now are not used to seeing strong black men stand up. They're not used to seeing strong men stand up and take their place. And me as a martial artist, that's our motto. Evil prospers and and, and thrives because good men don't stand up. When you see somebody doing something wrong on the bus and he don't want to give up his seat for the lady or he's sitting there uh, 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 being very abusive of his power and we men just kowtow and don't say anything about that, that's how that particular nature continues to thrive. But when you have men like Hotep and other brothers that have came on this show, and including myself, who stand up to evil, women start to realize that they can be safe once again. That's what they want. And a woman, because we got to bring up sexuality too, Hotep, in the romance department. A woman doesn't want to be in a power couple if she can't have, you know what I'm saying, her uh, daily amount or weekly amount of orgasms. And a woman who's around a weak man is not going to feel safe and protected, and her orgasmic ability is not going to be as high as she would like it to be. Do you think that practicing um, power couples, um, that that is something that people would want to consider? Is the um, also the level of intimacy that is involved in romance and finance? Absolutely. Let me say that with communication comes intimacy. You know, intimacy is is not just the, the sexual aspect of it. And I think, again, for the sisters, you know, for a lot of sisters, they confuse true intimacy with sex. You know, I know a lot of sisters. They they want the um, uh, the alpha male type of dudes. So they like you know, big men, strong men, deep voices. You know, a man's man type of dude. Um, you know, a man that takes control or seems to be this this, this macho type of guy, and uh, because you know they want to be protected, they want to know that they they want to feel safe, they want to know that everything is okay. And a lot of times, these women give up their power to these men, and unfortunately, a lot of these brothers end up being more like uh, grown ass boys. You understand? And so, um, and they make the mistake of feeling that when they have all this machismo and the guy could lay it down in bed and she you know she feels uh she feels you know she's getting her arousal from this man um but then at the as time progresses a lot of times the sisters will 
uh, lack the, the true intimacy, which is really what they, you know, what a lot of them want. It's not just a guy to blow out their back, so to speak, but a man to really get to know her, to know who she is. You know, there's something to be said about love. And um, when, you, when you don't know a person, you don't really have love between them. It's, it's a false idea. True love is where you know the good, the bad, the ugly about, a, about another individual, and you can still say, I love you. I love you for everything you are and love you for everything you are not. That, when you can stand totally naked in front of a person and know that they know all the worst about you and still can come out their mouth and say, I love you, that is true love. You don't have true love when all you know is the superficial, when all you know is just the good stuff about a person because you're scared to ask the, the tough questions. They're not being honest with you. If you don't have honesty, you don't have intimacy, and you don't have true love. Whoo, whoo. Boy, 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 boy. And that goes, well, this is just what things that come across my desk. Even today I was giving out some tips to um, to to brothers you know, sexually, so they can help stimulate their women more. And one of the sisters came on and said, well, um, I can't really do that, Coach, because that will turn him on so much that he won't be able to last long. So I have to hurry up and get mine. I said, even in your most intimate moment of sex, you're not being honest. You're still playing a concealment game. Even if, you know what I'm saying, you have a fear that he may be a, quote-unquote, two-minute brother, uh, maybe your honesty with him will help him with his um, this performance crutch that he has. And then maybe you'll be able to talk to him and um, from a position that's not of shame and blame. A lot of women don't want to talk to their men about uh, their sexual appetites due to uh, shame and blame passed down from the families. And the men are having uh, dysfunctions um, of sexual impotency because of too much stress of having to fulfill the woman so much. The Viagra and the Cialis is is beating people who take Viagra and Cialis. There's a whole bunch of dishonesty going on in their relationships. I'm going to just make it straight like that. And I feel that if you got the tools to talk to your partner and, like you said, have open, honest communication, that is going to increase the level of intimacy and the level of stimulant that the male needs. If he if that man feels comfortable where he can talk to you, he ain't gonna need no Viagra. He gonna he gonna keep you up all night. But it's when he can't but when he can't communicate is when some of these things start to uh go awry, you know, in the uh in that in that particular form. So I definitely feel what you're saying there, Hotep, all day long. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I uh, my brother when a brother has a has mastered the ability of the, the, the powers of intimacy and communication with a woman, he'll find that uh, he doesn't have to rely so much on his his physical prowess as um, you know the, the 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 responsibility on the physical level lets up a bit because for a lot of women you can you know a woman's physical can be stimulated mentally. It could be stimulated orally, you know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about mouth to, you know, lip to lip. I'm talking about, you know, uh, just by speaking certain a certain way, certain words, you know, to a woman. 
you know. So a lot of the physical aspect for, for the brothers that are challenged there, you know, can they can alleviate a lot of that physical stress just by focusing more on the other elements and touching women in other ways. And, uh, you know, I, I, like yourself, I hear that from sisters a lot. And it's something that a lot of sisters are really desiring, you know, um, and I think that will help with the orgasms if uh, women know, again, if they know themselves and know that, you know, there's certain things that they're missing, certain types of intimacy that they're missing in the relationships. For a lot of women, like I'm sure you, you hear this often, that they, you know, when a brother asks them certain questions like like you do as a coach, you say, wow, you know what, a man never asked me that. I never had a man ask me that. Or they'll say, coach, you know, I've never told somebody that before. You know, and I said, look, I just met you today. You, you're already telling me these things, you know. Like, wow, and you haven't told this to a man. Your own boyfriend, you've been with him for how long, right? And you just met me and you told that to me in, in two conversations and, you know, in this one week and you've been with somebody for a year and they don't even know that about you? What kind of relationship do you really have? Mm, 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 mm. Woo, that's right. Too much deception, man, and it's, and it's like a house built on sand. It's not going to stand. So you got you got to put your house on some solid foundation, which we call truth, and truth is the seriousness of it. Um, what what can you say about, because Love and Light, she's saying that um, it's not a woman's responsibility to grow up a man. That's his responsibility. I believe in supporting one another. Uh, hotel, what does... Um, what does romance and finance say about uh, partners supporting one another or coming in, um, I'm not going to say equals, coming in, both of them having their own particular powers and specialties, but what does romance and finance have to say about support from, from each partner? Okay, good, good, good question. I'm glad she, uh, you know, the sister brought that up. Uh, one of the things we we teach at Hustle University is to help people understand that it's good to help people, but never let a person's issue become your problem. Right. So your issue is not my problem. That's a model that mm. you'll be hearing, a, a mantra that you'll be hearing. We even got the T-shirt. Your issue is not my problem. So I'm with that on on one level. Absolutely. You know what? It, I'm not going to allow your issues to become a problem for me, okay? And so that's that's the line for the sisters out there that, uh, you know, like to be mothers to men and like to just try to help all these raggedy brothers out there, all right? You know, it's okay to want to help someone. You know, everybody, ha all of us have issues, right? And it's good to want to help people through those issues. But when a person's issues become a problem for you, that's when you cut it off. That's the discipline that each and every one of us needs to have in our lives, okay? Never let other people's issues become your problem. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is through proper identification, um, again, putting people through what I call that interview process, you can make better decisions on whether or not um, this, this brother or sister that you're engaging with needs someone, needs someone to be their mama or be their daddy. I don't believe that a sister should be a mama to a dude, you know what I'm saying? So I'm with that. And, again, by ask, by going through the interview process, that helps you identify the type of man and the type of work you're going to have to put into this relationship, this partnership. So she's right. It's not her responsibility. But I would say that um, this uh, program is for people that do want to build something with someone. So first that needs to be your desire because I find that um, a big problem in our community is that I find that a lot of men and women do not even like each other. We have a very adversarial type of uh, attitude towards each other as men and women. 
we we don't like each other, but we'll fuck each other. You see, mm. and that's that's the problem. You see, I you know a lot of dudes like I hear the, what brothers say about sisters, calling them bitches, calling them hoes and such, talking about you know breaking backs, talking about uh, what do we call it? cutting? You know, cutting. A lot of the words we use are not loving words. You know, saying breaking backs, cut like a cut buddy, jump offs, all these types of things. So, you know, if you are trying to build something with someone, these are not terms that you would use to, um, you know, spending time with this person. You know, um, so just, you know, just in understanding the language, um, I've seen that a lot. And a lot of sisters, you know, they don't like the men that quick, a quick uh, dinner date. You know, free a free meal. Um, you know, a, a sponsor. A lot of for a lot of women, a lot of the dudes are sponsors. So it's like that. That whole attitude is like, you know, what I'm going to get this person before they get me. Um, so it's very distrusting, uh, very adversarial. And I and I have to make sure that we address that as you know as human beings because again, what happens? We don't like each other, but we'll fuck each other. And as a result of that fucking, you know, what we have is young people are being brought to this earth, and now we have to deal with them. And these young people develop that same adversarial uh, attitude, and it's just passed on from generation to generation. I would like for that to stop. So the sister's right. It's not her responsibility. Um, Hopefully, you know, she is interested in building something with someone and has developed her own system. And if not, you know, romance and finance can can be a a good addition to what she's currently doing. Um, It's not her responsibility, but she should want to have the desire to after selecting and vetting the right man to 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 help him where he is weak, you know. In my own personal relationship, you know, I believe in in submitting, like submission. Right? I submit to my wife where she's stronger than me. You know, my wife has strengths that I that I don't have, where she's stronger than me in some areas. And I say, you know what, babe, I defer to your wisdom when it comes to that. You tell me what you want to do with that. You know, I don't mind. See, submission is a powerful word, and I use that specifically because not only do I expect a woman to submit to me, I also believe in submitting too. You know, if if I'm dealing with something that is dealing with you know astrology and such, well, I don't. Not, that's not my area. But I got my man, coach. I say, yo, coach, listen, I've been talk to me about this. I'm gonna defer to your wisdom when it comes to this area because I don't know anything about that. So there should be a willingness on both parties to work with each other if you feel it's worth investing. Again, using business terms, if a, if you identify the person as being uh, and spending time with them as a good investment opportunity for you, then yes, you should be willing to to build with them and, and build with them in some ways. So, pardon me, I'm kind of long winded, man. You got me talking, man. Ah, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. You're telling us about the program. Okay, so look, tell people how they can become a part of romance and finance. Is it is it some is it a class? Is there a tuition? Is it a free will offering? Is it something where y'all gonna meet up at Starbucks? Tell me how um romance and finance is coming about. I wanna hear that story. I think I think you got on Black Power Couples you said you were somewhere and some women wanted you to hook them up with some of your single friends and you said you didn't want to deal with the karma of that, you'd rather educate them. So is you being an educator, you know, recognized by Congress, you know, and and multi-arenas uh, around the world and the international spectrums of education, is this a educational course and how do people become involved in it? Okay, well, yes, um, edu- uh, excuse me, Romance of Finance is an educational course. We'll be launching 
the actual program, the actual, actual physical product program, which is a CD, which has the whole program encompassed on that. We'll be launching that tomorrow. Um, we'll, we're looking to do a romance and finance tour, God willing, uh, working with yourself and uh, some other people and have uh, the romance and finance tour travel the United States and some of the major cities. Uh, you mentioned blackpowercouples.com. That is uh, something that will become, you know, uh, on the level of match and some of the other um, dating sites, but specifically for men and women who are specifically interested in engaging, who are serious about relationships and are interested in engaging and not only a healthy relationship, but a successful relationship. It's only for people. And we, we're going to try and do some kind of vetting ourselves, but, you know, that's the reason why I don't, you know, do any, do the hookups with, you know, what do they call matchmaking for people because, you know, people will show you one side in your face, but then when they get in their personal relationships, it brings out something different in them. And uh, I just, you know, I've known brothers that I thought were good dudes and found out later that they, you know, smacked their woman around. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And I, I would have hated to be the one that connected you guys. I know sisters that do the same. A sister will pull out a knife on a dude in a second. I'm like, wow, just because you have an argument, you know. So, um, but black power couples will be that. Uh, and I'm excited about, you know, that the charge for blackpowercouples.com is to create with, by the end of 2012, at least start the beginnings of at least 1,000 black power couple relationships, either helping or helping start a 1,000 black power couple relationships. Peace, peace, peace. That's all peace right there. Um, one of the uh, – so right now you just had the course on a audio CD. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. The, the and other, the other, you know, the, as far as the online courses that we have, those are done through Hustle University. You know, those, those, so those are only available to members of Hustle University, um, and they can go to hustleu.org. It's hustle the letter u dot org for information about Hustle U membership. Uh, the Romance Finance Program on a smaller level is part of those membership courses but the whole program is available by itself. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, I wanted to bring some clarity on some of the conversation that was going on in the chat room between myself and some of the people. Um, I was letting them know that on Original Native Radio, we honor the high end because there's a lot of chatter about, well, the man is not doing this and the man is not doing that, and the man is supposed to be doing this. Now, I don't really see how that is very constructive in a conversation where we're surrounding building uh, power couples and having a high intensity of romance and finance. Hotep, have you found that uh, women who often uh, say the, it's the man's fault of this and it's the man's fault of that, um, do, how much, how far the latter do, do they go in forming power couples and successful relationships? Okay, good, good question. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, at at Hulse University, we don't we don't play the blame game. So, you know, whether it's, at, whether it's us as black people blaming white people, blaming the government, blaming the police for our problems, or if it's the sisters blaming men, men blaming women, we don't play the blame game. I told you earlier 
that it, we are our own problems and we are also our own solutions. Individuals who constantly blame other people for their problems will always be victimized by those very same people because they will never understand their own culpability for making those changes. Again, if a person is always willing to blame other people for the problems and for the situations, they will always be uh, helpless in making changes in it themselves because the power, according to them, is rested upon somebody else to change. So, no, those people that like to blame are, are rendered helpless and hopeless when it comes to the situation and will find it very difficult to build what's known as a power couple. Um, with that being said, um, yes, there are a lot of men that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. On the other side, there's a lot of women who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So oh. at the end of the day, so what? You know, like, okay, you know, I, I meet sisters all the time, and uh, they they love to tell me about, you know, these relations, these bad relationships they have. But many of them fail to understand and realize that, you know what, what's the one common denominator amongst all these relationships? You. You are the one common denominator amongst all these relationships. So it comes to a point where if you're seeing a certain trend in your life that you have to stop and say, okay, hold up, what am I doing? What what am I doing incorrectly here? Maybe it's something that I'm doing that's, that's causing me to select certain type of people. You know, because you're right, people aren't doing right, but there are people that, that are doing right. So how could you not with them? Right? There are people that won't do, that won't hit you. Why aren't you with them? There are people who aren't, um, you know, uh, raggedy fathers, right? Why aren't you with them? So, you know, again, we can sit around and blame other people or we can take um, responsibility in, for our lives, ourselves, and make changes in it so that we don't have to see that situation reoccur in our lives over and over again. Exactly. <clears throat> because the reason I wanted to speak on that, because in my particular life, I've seen it, but me personally, when my parents split, I stayed with my father. You know how most people score a touchdown, they'd be like, hi, Mom. My mom didn't come to any football games. My father had me looking sharp going to school when he would do it out for me. He also was participating in the community, helping other um, helping other male friends that I had who father wasn't taking an active role in their in their in their growing up. Like we used to always have um, my friends over here at my house, and my father was treating all of us like his it was his sons. So a lot of times when I hear women say, "Well, the, you know, the man needs to do this or the black man needs to do that," the man is already doing it. And if it's not, you know, like you said, the most common denominator, if you don't see it, is what is it about yourself? But I think what we're offering today is where you are start to be in an environment where you see it all the time. And some people say, well, that's new age. Law of attraction is new age. Law of attraction is not new age. It's one of the most ancient sciences on the planet because you get what's coming to you. And how do you decide what's coming to you? What actions that you put out. As you say, image is everything. Is that hustle commandment number two or is that hustle commandment number three? Number two. You got it, big brother. Image is everything. And that image that you are projecting is going to determine what type of people are uh, even desired to hang around you. If you got a lot of uh, uh, drugs on you, crackheads going to want to hang around you. If you got a good attitude, People who have good attitudes want to, you know, um, that birds of a feather mentality. They want to hang around you as well. So 
what what we tune our eyes for and what we project is also exactly uh, what we mirror out there. And I think that having a barometer to gauge ourselves with is going to be something that, um, as a contributing factor, is going to help the children because we, there are a lot of fathers that are uh, in prison. There are a lot of um, single head of households led by women out here, and our problems need to be corrected um, on a local level first, you know what I'm saying, as what we can do versus, you know, how can me and a sister build something strong inside the house versus I'm always out in the street. You know, you got some sisters who may say, oh, I'm always at the church, or I'm always at the mosque, or I'm always over here doing such and such with the community, and then she may be neglecting her family. How can romance and finance help a situation like that, Hotel? Uh, which one? You brought up You brought up a few. <laughs> well, I'll just go with that last one, where sometimes we get too in, we get uh, more involved in the community and we don't have our stuff straightened around at, around at the house. Uh, well, you know, that's the, reason, that's the reason why it's called romance and finance, because there has to be a balance of the two. You know, there has to be a balance of how we uh, prioritize our lives, how we manage our time so that we're able to effectively create the outcomes that we wish for. You know, um, speaking about, you know, what you just mentioned earlier, you know, the bottom line is we can sit around and talk about all the problems in our community, but we already know the problems. The problems aren't anything new. I go to these conferences and people always complaining about, you know, what men aren't doing, what women aren't doing, what uh, what black uh, people aren't doing. Uh, what what anybody isn't doing, but we know what the education system isn't doing. Those are old problems. Those are old issues. It seems like every, it, doesn't, it doesn't even change. And the reason why it doesn't change is because we get so focused and caught up in blaming other people and talking about problems because it sounds good and everybody wants to say hallelujah, hallelujah, all that. Yeah, but you know what, at the end of the day, what's your solution? What is the solution to the problem? How are we going to implement, if we identify these solutions, now how are we going to implement these solutions? And that's what romance and finance is. It's very solution-based. If you want it, it's here for us to utilize as a tool, as a solution to these problems that, that the people in your chat room might be mentioning and might be seeing. It's very practical. It's not something that requires a lot of time. All it requires is your commitment. If you are willing, then we are able, right? If you are willing, then we are able. And it just breaks my heart to um, to come to certain conclusions about us as, a, as human beings. You know, you talk about that cement and that whole idea of the cement is so true. You know, even with age, you know, a person 25 or older, it's going to be so difficult for them to change any of their habits, you know, it's going to be so difficult for anybody to change that's, that's whose cement has already hardened for them to make changes, you know. I know a sister. She's been in a 14-year abusive relationship. After that, another three-year abusive relationship, right? Um, this is an abusive relationship in, in front of her two children. One's a boy, one's a young lady. I'm sitting here talking to the sister, and she says, you know what, I'm probably in these relationships because I, I saw abuse in my household, you know, with, with my mother. And I said, okay, well, you know what? She wanted to sit and talk about the problem. I said, well, look, I know the problem, and you already know and can identify what you may have seen. The question is, if you know 
that the problem exists, what are you doing to change it? Why are you still in this relationship? And if you know that it was passed down from you seeing it from your mother, what do you think is going to happen to your daughter? You're sitting here telling me this to my face. You already know. But yet you are allowing this stuff to happen in your life. You are still continuing to make choices and decisions that allow the uh, dismantling of your own daughter. You're a willing participant in all of this, you know, and but it's difficult for her to change it. You know, not to mention she, her life might be in danger too, right? But it's difficult for her to change it. She's been in it for 14 years, jumped right back into it. And I hear this over and over again. I'm not beating up on the sisters. It's only I'm only saying this because I deal with sisters like this more, you know, and I don't deal with the brothers on that kind of level. So, you know, I can't speak about what men are doing, but I know they're doing the same thing because on the business level, there's a lot of men that I consult who are doing the same um, foolishness in their lives that's causing the dismantling of their lives in other ways, right? So I know a person who's 25 and older, that's the reason why I say you have to be willing. You have to be willing and stop making excuses for yourself, that's what people are doing. They're making excuses. Oh, I saw it with my mother, so now I got it. Okay, well, then fuck it. If that's, if that's the way you want to end the story, then just be how you are. Then just continue in your abusive relationships, right? If it's somebody else's fault, all right, then, well, you sit back and wait for them to change and see what happens, right? Right? Otherwise, stop making the excuses. Stop blaming other people and make and find solutions and make decisions, hardcore decisions, to make that change in your life. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is that simple. <laughs> I know that's right. And like and as I'm putting in the chat room now, Gandhi said what? Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the change. Because wishing for somebody else to change or other people, they have to have a model. And that's why I like this romance and finance model that you created, Hotel, because people have to, nothing succeeds like success. And all great plans started as an architectural uh, plan on a piece of paper. So any any great structure that you see um, that you walked into a cathedral or a skyscraper or a baseball stadium all started through some type of architecture and plan first, So which definitely took a high level of accountability. So... I think that's um, good. I'm glad you brought up the, the whole idea of a plan because one of the first things we do in the um, romance and finance program is put things in, into the perspective like this. You know, if you're a teacher, you know, to be effective as a teacher, you got to write a business plan. I mean, a, a, a education teacher's plan, you know, a lesson plan, excuse me. As a business owner, first thing you're going to do, you know, they tell you to write out a business plan. Like you said, as an architect, you want to build a building, you got to have a plan for it. But very few people have a plan for their relationships. And we all know the saying, you know, if you plan to fail, you fail to plan. And that's the reason why a lot of our relationships are simply failing, because we never had a systematic process for going about it. We never had a plan outside of, oh, I want to get married and have children and live in the house or whatever. I never had a plan for achieving those objectives. You know your objectives and goals, but what's your plan for achieving those? So romance and finance is that plan, a systematic process, step by step by step, that allows people to find the successful outcomes that they choose. We don't choose the outcomes for you. We help you determine what your outcomes are and enjoy the plan for helping you achieve them. 
same way you would do in any aspect of your life. I want to say this one, uh, this this thing uh, one more while I'm on that, Coach. Can I continue? Man, go ahead. Go in. All right. So I'll give you a perfect example. Right. And again, I, you know, I'm sorry for the sisters that are listening. Again, I'm not beating up on the sisters, but you know what? I, I, it's very important that you guys hear what I'm saying here because at the end of the day. Everybody comes through you. You are the vessel through which all human beings are brought here. You're the first educator. You're the first nurturer. So if I had if I had to choose, you are the key to all of our success. To the woman is the key to the success of the world, or the failure of it. Okay. So with that being said, you know, the taking that plan idea and, and principle a little further. You know, I hear this from people all the time. Oh, you know. Um, you know, I'm looking for a man. Uh, you know, I want a good man, but I'm not looking for him, right? I say, you know, how backwards does that statement sound? I want a good man, but I'm not looking. Okay, well, let me let me put it in another context to you. If you lose your keys, right, and you want to find your keys, what you want to do? You want to look for it. If you want a job, right, if you want a job, what are you going to do to get that job? You want to look for a job. Right? So in every other instance in our lives, if we want a certain uh, outcome, if we want success in anything, right, and we, when we're look, and we have to look for it. We have to have the intent and actually seek it out in order for it to happen. But for some reason, when it comes to relationships, all of a sudden, now you want a certain, you know, people will say they want this certain outcome but are not looking for it. They want this thing, this, again, this whole romantical idea of something falling out of the, the, the clouds. It happens accidentally and this, that, and the other. And that is the reason why, you know, a lot of times our relationships fail because we weren't looking, right? We didn't have the intent for it. It happened by mistake. And we can't afford any more of these uh, instances to happen by mistake anymore. We have to have a purpose, a plan, and the intent to achieve certain outcomes. And I say that specifically to the sisters because I hear that because they, for some reason they don't want to make it seem like they're desperate or what have you. But you should let a brother know that you have an intent, a plan. He should know that because you know what? He could say, okay, I'm with that plan, or he could say, you know what? No, nah, I don't like that plan, and bounce. Either way, you're in a better place. Exactly. Also, I got a message for you from the chat room. Uh, Sister R71 has said, please tell Hotep to stop apologizing, exclamation point. <laughs> she says, quit talking about long-winded. My be- my listeners want you to go in. They don't want. They don't care nothing about my voice, man. They hear me all the time. We got a guest here, and we love our company. They love you. As- they know I invite strong, sexy men. You can believe all the women have already went over to your site, HustleUniversity.org and checked you out. They done been to your Facebook page, Hustle University. They know what you look like, Hotel. They ain't going to let you sit in and listen, talk all gangster, and not go see you. Yes, ladies, he's about 6'3", 6'4". What you, you, what you about, 6'4", Hotel? Nah, uh, 6'2 and a half, man. I can't let you lie. <laughs> okay, he's about 6'2 six six and a half, lady. He's taller than me, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Oh, let me just you know, say this. And, and, let me just say that I'm, I'm sending everybody to Hustle U. Dot org, not um, not at all spelled out because I'm changing hosts. So right now everybody can go to hustleu.org instead of uh, the longer version. Okay. All right. All and right. I appreciate all right. That. Whoever whoever said that, I, I want I want to say thank you. Um, I try. I know one thing about me, like talking about knowing and believing in thyself. One thing I know about me is um, because I'm from up north and from Long Island, I have a certain 
way of speaking. I'm kind of rough around the edges. So for some people, it's kind of I'm, I'm a hard, tough pill to swallow. And, um, you know, I, I feel it necessary to be that way, but I know it rubs some people the wrong way. And, again, at the end of the day, I want I want to, to maximize this message. And so if it, if I have to, you know, take it a little lighter on some people, or, you know, if I have to apologize, let me say, if I have to apologize in order for people to receive what I'm saying, I don't mind doing that just so that I can get this message to, to more people. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I, I try to try to be sympathetic to, you know, at that, at, to that extent, you know what I'm saying? But I won't apologize anymore on this program here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you know, you know the book I'm writing, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So it's right. You just make R7 happy. Cause I know that's not a man. That's a female. So go ahead and just keep her happy. And you can apologize on somebody else's show. We good over here. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, okay, if anybody wants to give a comment out, y'all doing all this typing in the chat room, the call-in number is 347-205-9089. I talk to Hotel all the time, so don't think I'm just going to stay on the radio with y'all tonight for no for no three hours. It's not getting ready to happen. I got videos to edit. I got movies to make, but I definitely can feel and appreciate those of you who all came on. So if y'all don't get on the line and go ahead and ask Hotel what's coming up, or you got a personal question, put them to the test. Put them to the test. Don't just keep letting them sit on there and pop off. Test them. Make it rub his hands together and get down and get to work, ladies. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? This is, you know, you, y'all don't get this kind of opportunity to where you talk to men who brazenly tell you exactly what's going on. You don't have this type of open venue where you can just say, well, this happened, and then and this is the um, this is the side project. Ask us, ask us. You got us on the line right now, cause this is what you're getting for the low low. It doesn't cost you anything, but you start making that appointment now. That's when the clock starts ticking. So we're not customers, we hustlers, and we want you to be a hustler too. That's but in a power couple, you got to understand. That you can't become come in and be a customer. Hotel. A lot of people hear the word hustle. We have to go. I guess we're gonna have to straighten this out before somebody calls in. They hear the word hustle, and they say, "Oh, hustle is selling drugs, or that's such a bad word." How can I have the word hustle in a power couple or, or romance and finance? Isn't that illegal, Hotel? Hotel. Shine some light on that subject for me. Cool, cool. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, when it comes to Hustle University, we take it from the perspective of uh, how it is explained in the dictionary. Uh, so hustle is a verb, and it means to act aggressively, particularly when it comes to business dealing. So with that, with that understanding, you know, if, if you want to be successful at any endeavor, you need to act aggressively towards that end, whether it's business, whether it's our personal lives, or our relationships. And that goes back to what I just said about, you know, looking for that man. Like, you need to be aggressive. You need to hustle and get that relationship that you want. You need to hu- just like you hustle to get that money that you want, whatever that end is. You know, the model for Hustle University is if you can't find a way, make a way, right, because that's my own personal story. That's how I've turned my pain into power. But, again, that idea, if you can't find a way, make a way, should be applied across the board business, personal, our personal relationships, if you can't, uh, you know, for that, um, if you can't find 
the relationship that you want, you need to make that relationship you want using the power of intent, creating a plan, all right, and applying these principles to your situation. If you find a lot of raggedy brothers, you know, then this this you this make a program, all right, that can be applied to help you create that relationship that you do want. So, you know, that's where it comes from and um, how we apply the word hustle to even romance and finance. Mm-mm. Got to get your hustle on, baby. You want to hustle to get that pocketbook. You want to hustle to get that house with that, you know what I'm saying, you want to get that house on foreclosure. You need to be putting that same amount of energy and getting your hustle on out there and getting the right kind of man. Woo, he said a or, bird. Or or a woman, I don't know if the brother, you know, I'm going to say, it. look, for the brothers out there, I, I kid you not, like this, uh, I, I could not tell you, I could not explain to you in words how uh, much of a blessing it is to have a good woman in your life, you know what I'm saying, to have that, um, to have someone, to know someone loves you for who you are, regardless of um, what you are not as well, for someone that loves you for your flaws as much as, for the, the good things about you, for you to be able to build something with another human being, to build a life uh, a life with someone. You know what I'm saying? There's just no greater, in my experience, there's been no greater feeling, no greater blessing, you know, to have a woman, a, a partner, for anybody listening now, for to have a partner that thinks clearly. Like, I, I don't just love my wife. I appreciate her. You mm. see, that's a whole nother level that a lot of people don't really understand. Like, I don't just love her. Love is one thing, yeah, but I appreciate who she is because I deal with a lot of people on a daily basis, and I know for a fact that people are crazy. People are messed up out there, right? I'm not saying whose fault it is, but people are really messed up right now. And I say, you know what, if I didn't have my wife, I don't know what kind of foolishness I'd have to be dealing with out there. So I'm mm. grateful for what I have. I'm grateful just for the dudes in my life, like my man Coach, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm grateful to you, Coach, you know what I'm saying, because I build with a lot of dudes, you know what I'm saying, on this business, you know, on this business that I have with Hustle You, shoot, a lot of dudes aren't who they say they are. They can't do what they say they're going to do, and uh, even if they don't do it, they don't know how to communicate. So I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, you're on Team Hustle and that you exist, you know what I'm saying, because I don't take you for granted, you know what I'm saying? And that goes for anybody on my team. So it's not just about romantic relationships. It's about relationships across the board. That's why your boy, Coach K, ain't playing no games. I'm taking the gloves off, too, with this three-city tour that I'm coming up here. And hopefully with the blessings of romance and finance, we're definitely going to make it ridiculously prosperous for the people, taking it to the streets. I'm going to be in Philadelphia the second weekend in May, on the 13th of May, two weeks after that, I'm going to be in uh, Detroit. That's called doing it in Detroit. You you know what I'm saying? Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love, so we're going to resurrect the love in Philly, and then we're going to be doing it in Detroit. And then in July, it's going to be Tantra in Toronto. That's right, Hotel. I just got the phone with a sister today who was like, Come on to come on come on down here to Toronto and um open up the love. You think it's a wow. power couple wanna get started in Toronto? I think so, big brother. In fact I know so. And I'm staying the whole month. I'm taking my summer vacation in Toronto, so take that. So I'm putting the announcement out right now. 
I'm getting ready to be all over Philadelphia. I'm getting to be all up in Detroit, and we're getting ready to be all up in Toronto. If you all want to see some of this heat, sex in the city is what I'm calling it. Yeah, Hotep has got it nicely packaged, romance and finance, but people want to know the nitty-gritty, some things I can't talk about on the radio that you're going to have to come see me in person for me to tell you about how to make it more orgasmic, how to start manifesting that, uh, manifesting those larger finances and adding those zeros to your bank account during lovemaking. How do you do that? Well, you're going to have to come out and see me personally, and I'm going to have some of these romance and finance CDs and audios and programs right there with me so you can have that personal interaction. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure Hotep can be in some of these places with me side by side. So we can be dropping it on y'all so you can get the more, you get the lessons hand to hand. That's how you get it sometimes. You got to get it hand to hand and learn it. And if there's some other cities out here that you're interested in seeing sex in the city in Coach K, or you want some romance and finance to come through, give us a buzz. Give me a call so I can start setting these dates up because we got to set the agenda up. But we're only looking for those who are serious. I heard Nashville, Tennessee was real serious too, Hotel. Hey, man, wherever they want it, man. That's that's something that, you know, like you said earlier, you know, we're not playing. It's only for those that want it, man. It's, I, I, I settle with the idea that there's some people out there that just don't want it. It's all good, you know. Mm-hmm. But we are here for those that do. We are here for those that do. It's not, when, when the creator comes back for me, my brother, when the creator comes for me, he will not be able to say, young brother, you tried. He's like, I'm going to look God square in the face, give him a pound, say, yo, peace, God, peace. He's like, yo, son, I had, hey, you tried, and you left it there for him. For those that want I said, you know what, that's why I'm good. I said, God, you can take me back. It's all good because, you know, I put it in. I put in the work for those that want it. For those that didn't, you know, hey, do what you got to do. So, that's that, you know, that's that principle of my art. I ain't mean to cut your wisdom off, but you're leaving here with a light heart. You ain't leaving with no heavy heart. You're leaving all yours on the floor. So they're going to look at you and say, this man got a light heart. We can measure it against a feather. So he passes on that laws of my art. So we're going to go ahead and bring him on in. I know exactly, <laughs> exactly. what you're talking about. <laughs> ah, yes, sir. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there's no more questions, big brother, you know, you got work to do. I got work to do. You know, they can catch the program. You know, the uh, CD will be available. Uh, we'll be launching off tomorrow, Romance and Finance. If they have any other questions, they can um you know, uh, sign up for a newsletter at romanceandfinance.com. They want more information about the whole picture of what we do. Uh, go to hustleu.org, and, um, you know, we'll keep it moving that way, my brother. All right. I think I do have somebody just raised their hand. Call from the 111. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, hi. This is uh, Mr. Solution. Good uh, Good evening. <laughs> good evening. Good evening, Mr. Solution. All right, I just want to say, you know, we tend to make it a lot harder than it should be. And, uh, you know, the Internet, for example, has only – and I like the fact that you guys connect finances and romance because there is a definite connection. But uh, I don't know – I just came onto the show, and I didn't hear you guys talk about communication. And just to make it very, very simple – (laughs) <laughs> uh, we have modern-day women having all the power of equality, but none of the responsibility. And specifically, we're talking about contact point initiation. Uh, what's happening is uh, most women are not engaging in that. And as a, that's just making contact with a stranger. 
And as a result of that, you have a, a real falling down and a communication breakdown between men and women. So even though the man can try this pursuit, which is really nonsensical in, in the 21st century, and try to win a woman over, but it's a short-lived reality because they don't have a common basis for communicating. He may be chasing a woman who is incapable of having a relationship or a woman who doesn't want a relationship. So I just think we have to bring the uh, common sense notion that if communication is important and if relationships are important, both parties are going to have to be responsible uh, for both of those particular uh, tasks. Well Absolutely, said, Mr. Lucian. I appreciate you calling in. Hotel, the man said we didn't say anything about communication. I think he just missed part of that. You want to give him a brief synopsis on some of I mean, the woman taking the initiation for communicating at least half the time. That's what I mean specifically. But in addition yeah. to that, I am talking about communicating about relevant things, such as money, sex, conflict resolution, our division of labor, should there be a uh, enduring relationship. See, these are the things that are never discussed and certainly will trip two people up, even if they should back into or wander into a relationship. Right. And I see, yeah, you did miss the part where we did talk about communication, but in addition, you are bringing up some other issues that need to be dealt with. And although... I don't, you know, like to beat up on, on, on the sisters when it comes to this. You're right that sisters do need to play a bigger role in this uh, in leading the communication because what happens is when women get with men, they tend to want men to take the leadership role. You know, they want a man to, to lead. I mean, I've had sisters tell me, hey, you know, I'm going to follow you. So just in the driving or walking, it is want, they want to feel that a man is leading them, but they haven't done the, the work, the proper vetting to make the decision of whether or not this man is worthy of leading. And that's the problem, that sisters really need to take it on. Just because a man um, a man is a certain age does not mean he is a true man. You see, you got, you got young boys walking around in men's skin, and a lot of sisters, because they are just used to taking the physical aspect and saying, oh, he's handsome, he's big, he's got a deep voice or whatever, and allowing men to lead, they end up letting men lead them down the wrong path. And, well, two uh, things, and, and I, I agree with you there, but that's her fault because she picked that man, and she should make better choices. But the thing that I'm I'm really focusing upon, and that's a lovely point you just made, is the fact that when you first meet a person, first of all, there are a lot of slacker sisters. Uh, they're not up to par for a relationship either. A lot of them <laughs> needs to need to be on the therapist couch. Uh, wow. But the point is, is when you're first meeting someone, no one is the leader. All right, we're just talking about uh, initiating communication. So we're we're committing what I often call an anachronism. That's a misplaced uh, chronology. When we should just be friendly with each other and social, and as as opposed to trying to uh, put these titles uh, on each other. Because when a man first meets a woman, he's not her man. She's not his woman. Uh, what they should learn to do is to behave civilly and communicate to consensus if there is to be consensus, that is, looking for compatibility. So when a woman starts out with this uh, notion of a man is her leader, 
that is a recipe for entitlement uh, because she wants things from a man that's not her man, and that's inappropriate. So I, mm-hmm. I think to we, we need to bifurcate where we need to bifurcate and think and keep things, in, you know, uh, properly aligned. If if you follow what I'm saying, uh, I, I, I believe now, Coach. Uh, I believe this brother. If anybody had a problem with me earlier. <laughs> about dealing about saying you know being critical of sisters, I'm sure they got something to say about this brother here now. <laughs> I didn't go in like that. He's going. <laughs> trust me, as as Mr. Solution is talking, uh, the ladies are going in on him in the <laughs> chat room. I told him to call in, and and, and what I said about um hold, hold on, but uh, Mr. Solution, what happened is. Like, we were talking about communication, and we were talking about the female role and the male role, and I guess you just came in on the end of the, like, right after we finished, and so then you said, well, it's the sisters, it's the sisters. Well, it was the sisters in the chat room that were saying, it's the brothers, it's the brothers, and we talked about how both of us have a shared responsibility, and now you just came in and got the ladies riled up. Well, the point of it is the ladies tend not to like the truth. And what I advocate so that we can go ahead and expose this if we care to, I recommend that everybody date black women. Black women should date black women. Black men should date uh, black women. And you should date black women as a group to really find out how they are, how their personalities and characters are. Because, see, so much is hidden under cover of darkness and ambiguity. Uh, The ladies who want to criticize should, first of all, realize that that's unladylike. If they don't like what I'm saying, just sit back and shut up. If I'm a fool, I can be proven to be a fool. You don't need to attack me or say anything to the contrary. Just, Just evaluate. But see, the reason they want to uh, the reason they want to attack is because they know what I'm saying is generally true and probably applies to them. And so that's their modus operandi, uh, not for communicating, but for fighting. And I also mm. have recommended well, I've recommended that black women who uh, strike that black men who have other options in women don't wait on a black woman because she's basically dependent upon the government for welfare and also corporate and government jobs, and she doesn't value the black man. That's a problem. The, the, the average black woman does not value good black men. They lie wow. and avoid them like the plague. And like this sister, I believe her name was Taisha, uh, a very brilliant woman, uh, went to the Ivy League universities, ended up uh, hanging out with this near-do-well guy and got a bullet in the head. And a lot of black women who go to Ivy League uh, universities uh, date the thug. So we see an inclination, and I think the evidence is certainly emerging, that black women's pickers are broken. They're picking the wrong men. They're raising the men the wrong way. And then they're complaining when 99% of what they're complaining about is actually their fault. And I don't have a problem saying it, okay? A lot of guys pee on the toilet seat, uh, on the fuzzy toilet seat while sitting down, and they won't tell the truth. <laughs> wow. Hey, 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 I love, hey, you can come back. You make sure, I got, I got three or four shows for you, Mr. Solution. My phone number is 336 
587-1215. I want to invite you to come on Original Native Radio. I got a new show coming up anyway called um, Complain we'll Confession. I'll want... shoot you an email. But in the meantime, date black women. Everybody, go out with black women. Talk with them about substantive things in the area of relationship, responsibility, and business, starting businesses, and see how black women respond. And, 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 and whether it's positive or negative, let's talk about it. But I think so many people don't raise a black woman's skirt up, I'm speaking metaphorically, and see who she really is. Because mm-hmm. I think we have a chameleon in the house. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Hey, don't you go nowhere because we got some people on the line that want to talk to you. The line, I'll tell you, you didn't make the lines light up, but I got, the, I mean, the lines lighting up right now, so don't go nowhere, Mr. Uh, Solution, because these ladies got something to say. Call, uh, call her from the 407. You're on the air. Can I get your name and number, please? I mean, your name and where you're calling from, please. Oh, yeah, this is uh, Isaac calling from the 407 uh, Orlando. All right, what's going on, Big Isaac? Oh, yeah, I was just really listening, you know, with, um, just... I just following you. You you just left from the you know the, the cosmophysics. I ain't trying to blow nobody up, but you know. Okay, okay, okay. Well, stay with me. Then. I'm gonna bring I'm, I'm gonna bring all that back around in just a second. Let me open the lines up for caller from the three one three four seven one. Your uh, your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you are calling from, please? Hi, this is Rochelle. Hi, I'm Rochelle. Detroit. How you doing? Um. I'm doing fine. Um, comment from uh, what is your guest name? The last guest. Mr. Solution or Hotel? Mr. Solution. Um, there's probably some validity to some things he's saying. Um, you have to look at you know the dynamics of how black women are being raised, or it's a lot of factors going into a lot of confusion for black women. You have the church information, the media, but you don't really have a really good structure from the home. Uh, that goes from generation to generation to raise women, especially black women, to be responsible, loving, business-minded, and family-oriented all at the same time. So, yeah, he's got some validity there. I'm not mad at him. A lot of black women do have some issues. So I think that there needs to be some things to look at on what is being, where is the information that black women are getting, where is it coming from. So I'm not mad right. at Right. Well, let me saying. say this. I like Rochelle. And I like mm-hmm. the way she comes off because she's coming off at least uh, being objective and, and taking some responsibility as opposed to uh, shirking, shucking it all. Uh, the, thing of, the thing of it is is this. Uh, I'm going to get, send you my email. I'm a relationship troubleshooter, and I have mm-hmm. to tell the truth. I can't just stand mm-hmm. back and lie. Are there some guys who are jerks? Absolutely. But there are female yeah. prisons in every state. I know we have at least three. I'm doing a survey to find out how many female prisons there are. But virtually every state has a female prison, and that's for a reason, because women do bad things. And when women go to prison, they are really stupid. It is because we generally allow women to fly under the radar of responsibility, as it were. So the point of it is is that men and women are basically the same. They're socialized differently and programmed to be in conflict. And so what we're going to have to do, as I have often said, we need to negotiate and mediate 
the nature, uh, the center and circumference of our relationships. And we're not doing that enough. Uh, we, we need to, I, I talk about the corporate merger notion, where we both come to the table, and black women are usually uh, missing in action when it comes to just having conversations such as this. They run from this. Now, if you criticize men, hey, they, sh- they show up in droves. But that's not going to get anywhere. Because the first thing she's got to do, the black woman, is realize her responsibility. Because even if there's a quality man, which there are a lot of quality men, she won't pick the quality man. She'll go for the bastard, the demon, the a-hole, the jerk, the near-do-well. That's who she chooses because she's never checked. All right? So the thing of it is... She's never what? Huh? Find, finding a quality woman is like finding a needle in a haystack. Brother Tyreek said it this way. It's like uh, playing Grand Theft Auto, trying to find a quality black woman. You're getting shot, stabbed, run over, blown up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is why I'm encouraging blacks to date black women so that you can know their character, all right? Because it's 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 uh, attitude, well, me, character, personality, and weight that generally uh-huh. excludes them from the love they say they want. Okay, so these hold, are hold on one second, brother. Solution. She had a uh, she had a comment. He had a comment, and I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to interrupt him. Well, you know, a lot of women who pick you know the jerks or the bad guys and don't pick the the corporate guy or whatever. Well, a lot of it is out of fear because they don't you know. A lot of black women don't know how to uh, operate in those particular circles because we were never taught how to operate in those circles. You have so a whole generation of black women who were raised by just a blue-collar family. So when you right. start so, saying so, pick a quality brother, you right. know, they're, they're afraid of, you know, the, the uh, cocktail parties. They don't, you know, how many black people, you know, are having cocktail parties and, you know, uh, going out to the golf course and watching their man play golf and things of that nature. So a lot of it is fear-based because it's not a part of our our culture. So All right, Rochelle, again, you make an excellent point, and here's the answer mm-hmm. to that, or at least okay. certainly an answer if not the answer. The black okay. woman needs to get her lovely butt on the therapist's mm-hmm. couch, okay? That's where she needs to resolve that, not fighting with the black man. She needs to be in therapy. And what we need to do, once we date sufficient numbers of black women, we need to point them to therapy. Okay, well, I'll take that. You know, some people need therapy. And you you have have a very nice personality, I want to say that. You do have a mass group of black women in our culture who are attending – these Christian services who will tell you you don't need a therapist, just call on Jesus. Now, what do you tell those? That's black? crazy, and the pastors are leading that madness because black women tend to be cash cows and human slot machines for the pulpit pimp. Oh my God! Mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, <laughs> well, like I said, I'm not mad at anything you're saying because you know. You are crazy. Hey, the man called it out. Hold on, Rochelle. 
stay on the line. I got to get to some of these other callers. All right. He got yeah, them on. I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going I'm I'm to sign off now. But, you know, no, no, but don't hang up because the, um, the after party starts in like nine minutes. So if we still on, we won't be streaming online. So I'm going to just mute your microphone, okay? Hey, thanks okay, for your comments, Rochelle. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Absolutely. Mr. Solution. The calling number is 347-205-9089. Um, I'm not for giving your money to a therapist, per se, as far as a doctor who is not in the community, but I feel that the modern-day therapists are brothers like myself and Hotep who offer assistance in this. Like the brother said, he's a relationship troubleshooter. Well, Hotep and I, we are success GPSs. We can get you going in the right direction, but you got to come and let us put the right coordinates in. So the therapy that we're offering is some real-life marketing techniques but applied to the relationship based on our personal experiences physically, spiritually, metaphysically as well things that we have proven and that we live ourselves and I'm sure doctor and, and I'm sure I was gonna say Doctor Solution, but Mr. Solution uh is the same case. So please get on over to romance and finance dot com and leave that email address. Uh my email address for you, Mr. Solution, is Coach Kair, K H A Y R at Gmail. Uh call it from the six one zero three 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 Shalanda, your mic is wide open. How you doing tonight, Ma? I'm good. I'm R seven in the room. Um, Mr. Solution. Here. Which is <laughs> what you're saying is cool and it resonates, but we can't saying women, women, women wrong or men, men, men wrong, that's not gonna get us anywhere because we still fighting at the table and we need to be talking. So I would just say don't tell women to shut up if you don't like it. Why don't you ask her, what don't you like about it? What do I need to explain further? We're not enemies. That's not Well, I agree with, I'm sorry, what's your name? My my name's Shalanda. Yeah, Shalanda, hi. Uh, Yeah, I agree with what you just said, but look here. If you took your car in, if your car was malfunctioning and the uh, technician came back and said, I'm sorry, I can't place responsibility on any of the offending parts. You're just going to have to live with this problem. You'd say, uh, you know, the heck with that. Get me someone who can actually do some diagnostic uh, work here. Uh, see, if the I thing take of it my is, car is somewhere, black if I take my car somewhere and have, he says he can't fix it, I'm going to take it to another shop. Right, but whoever you take it to is going to have to place responsibility on the offending part or system. And what happens is, most of the time, black women don't want to hear any constructive criticism. And I mean that, any. They think they are a finished product, most of them. Now, this is all black women have to do. This is the solution right here. You can say all. You can say some. You can say damage. You can say sisters who need to do more self-work. But to say all I, mean, I, just I, I, I didn't say all. First of all, I, I said women, but I, I didn't say all. Most, <laughs> let, let's put it at about 85 to 90 percent. But this is what I was going to say that will resolve the problem if, if they want a solution. Start talking to men. Say, hi, how are you? If you are available for a relationship, cut out the bull. Uh, stop demanding that men don't play the you. games. Don't play the three days. Don't call. When he calls, I don't answer, and I call back 15 minutes later. You, You're with the wrong you man. Can you me. hear me? I, I don't know if you can hear me. Can I you hear, hear me? 
Okay, you're with the wrong man. So you can ask the alpha male now. You can ask I'm me questions. I'm agreeing with you. Excuse me? I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay, fine. But but yeah. I want to answer what you just said. If if, if a woman is, is being troubled by a man, his behavior is inappropriate and hers is appropriate, her picker is broken, she's chosen the wrong man. If I wouldn't do that, number one, and most quality men wouldn't do that. If if we're going to be committed to you, now the point of it is, are we committed to you? Did you get our word that we're committed to you? If we didn't commit to you, we don't need to act as if we are. That's the other issue on effective communication. But the point of it is, is women pick broken down uh, cockhound dudes who are incapable of relationships and then expect these guys to buck up and man up. Well, the problem is you're not womaning up in order to, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, determine what is a good man, what is a compatible man. You have to be willing to open yourself up to new information because the current information you have is not working for you. And you know the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting a change. So, you know, with with us men, with we men, there are plenty of quality men out there. There are also bad men out there. The problem with many women is they prefer the the uh, uh, the, the games of the bad men. They like that. They like the drama. That's the reason men, women generally avoid the good guy. They like well, the drama. Well, it's not that they don't avoid it. If you're saying that you know, a broken man is attracted, then she's broken herself. So it's not a matter of good women don't know how to choose good men. It's that broken people attract other broken people. So it's that everybody needs to do their self-work before they get into a relationship. It's not good women are too stupid to appreciate a good man. No. Okay, well, well then, she has the to thing do her own self-work. She needs to get into therapy. That's the answer for her. She needs to get herself rectified or corrected so that she can make better choices in men. Because, see, we're kicked in the ass by reality. We're treated differently than you all. So no matter how we come up, uh, we still have to toe the line. Like, for example, men have to register for the selective service, and if they don't, they're punished. In other words, men have to pledge their lives to the society uh, before they can enjoy in, any of the benefits of the society. That's not true with you. And you probably didn't know that men can't get student loans or grants if they don't register for the selective service. You didn't know that, did you? You don't know what I know because I actually do know that. <laughs> you know, this this um did you know Did you know that men have to register for the selective service before yes, that's they can part get... of the that's part of the questions on the FAFSA. Yeah, that. I'm sorry. Sorry, because. Uh, she's because heading out of the house. I don't understand. What are you sorry for? No, you, you cut out. You what that. I said is is that on the FAFSA. Have... Hold on for a second, because wait a minute, Mister Solution. We don't want to make it uh, a just a total um, total. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ver you versus she and she versus uh, we. Yeah. we uh, what we're doing is still having dialogue. We understand um, some of the uh, many of the things that you're coming from, but and we don't want to still say 
uh, ghost eat therapy is not specific enough. This show is about saying we have an answer. We have a brother named Hotep who has taught in the elementary school system for over 17 years who knows how to teach a program. A therapist doesn't know how to teach. He may listen to you, but we have a package here to alleviate some of the pain and suffering that you are so clearly and elegantly stating tonight. Everybody, please call in if you're listening in live because um, the, it's getting ready to stop streaming on the Internet, 347-205-9089. So, right. I, I, I agree with one you. Of the know, other original, and, and, and to go back to one of the other original points that you started out with about women being um, reliant on a system, the X, Y, and Z, I work in social service. I see all different races. So it's not a black thing. Black women are reliant on the system. So if we stay on on topic of not what do I know versus what do you know, you can't just broadly make statements like because they're not true. Well, what I mean is, well, what I said is true, and I'm, I'm going to tell you how it's true, and and that's a good point you raised. And all right, this is this is the fact: black people uh, basically have no stores; they have no businesses that, wherein they can feed and clothe themselves. Virtually no black community, or what we would call neighborhood. Dr. Claude Anderson says there are no functional black communities in the whole of the United States. That's where you control and own the fire and police department, the school system, and the tax bases. Blacks just have neighborhoods where they eat and sleep, and, and they don't own or control anything. But uh, what needs to happen is blacks needs th need their own businesses. Uh, they do not have any power. They spend a lot of money. None of it is recycled in their own community, and it's, their money is used to empower other people. So the black, the first thing that has to happen, in my humble opinion, the black man and black woman have to get the issues on the table so that they can stop warring and, and come together in harmony. And then the second tier of success will be to produce businesses that serve your individual and community needs. And right here, because hold on, 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 pause. Pause before I have to hit everybody's mute button. I'm still the HNIC here, so everybody just hold it for a second. If um, Mr. Solution, I, you make a great point, which is why I want to direct you over to BlackPowerCouples.com. This show is based upon building strong black power couples. So even though when you came in, your psychic skills were up. A lot of the ladies don't agree with the way that you're formatting it in, you know, in offering your views of things, but we have and are offering a solution. So I want everybody to be directed to romance and finance. The solution is dropping tomorrow. We're not saying wait and see us, da-da-da-da-da. We've already announced the tour dates. We're taking this show on the road. We're going to be in Philly. We're going to be in Detroit. We're going to be in Toronto. Uh, hopefully we can make it over to the West Coast before the end of the summer. But we are talking the exact same languages as that we have produced. Brother Hotep has produced a viable situation and scenario that people can get in contact with and get based on right now. I do have to take another caller from the Virgin Islands. Shalanda is there on the line. Uh, Sister Trester from the Virgin Islands, your mic is wide open. Can I uh, 
How you doing this evening? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just sitting here listening. It's um really interesting topic. I mean, it got a little heated, <laughs> if you ask me. Well, when we forge an iron, because iron sharpen irons, you have to turn the heat up. And that way I would have to agree with Mr. Solutions that often sisters sometimes when they see a situation getting heated, their answer is to put on their track shoes and they become well, runners. They become right, runners. You know. And they say, well, no, no, yes, I have, I've experienced not all women. But women that I know, I have seen them put on their track shoes and run from situations when the heat get up. So that's why I didn't cut Mr. Solutions off. If he wanted to bring in a little something to stir up the pot, and and um, but he wasn't um, he wasn't personally attacking anyone. He was bringing he was bringing his evidence to the table. And so that's what we do here at Original Native Radio. We respect everybody's opinion as long as nobody is disrespecting anyone. So I never felt that the brother was disrespecting, but I like the fact that he was, quote, unquote, turning up the heat because women and men have to learn. So, like, before he came on the air, the women were turning up the heat in the chat room saying, oh, the man, the man, the man, the man, and the sister wouldn't call in. And then the brother came on and he said, the woman, the woman, the woman. And then all the ladies called in. So I feel that there's a lot of equality being expressed on the call. Right. It's, it's all in good spirit. And um, But he did bring up a valid point, though, and I like it when that heat comes. A lot of women start to become argumentative versus listening, um, and they do get sen- they are very sensitive about how you speak to me. And Hotep said it even before Mr. Uh, Solution came on. We're in the business of saving lives. If you land on the train track and the train is coming and I have to grab you by your hair and pull you because your arms and legs are broke or you all shot up, that's all I can get my hands on, then I think that you can't say, well, oh, my God, you're hurting me. If I leave you, the train is going to run over you. So everybody who's even listening to the show understands that everyone is passionate about the particular um, solving this problem in relationships. Now, I didn't mean well, to cut I you mean, off. Oh, that's okay. I mean, no, I mean, I I didn't say that, you know, that I was calling like, oh, I'm hot and I'm mad because actually I really wasn't in the chat room. So, you know, I I guess, like I said, I can't, you know, you know, brother from, you know, not only a strong mother, but a strong father also. And my father, he's been a, since the time that I can remember, has been an entrepreneur and also as my mother. And now I'm in a relationship with, a, you know, with my husband. We own our own business. And we, tra- you know, and we train, you know, I have four sons and one daughter. And, you know, and we, you know, we teach them, you know, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know, maybe I'm a weird breed type of woman, but I don't take, Take a sense, you know, I, I, I can hear both points, points of views from what I'm hearing over the phone, you know, and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, to be quite honest, you know, I, I've always come from the school because I did come through, you know, come through with the Nuwabian Nation also since I was 19. And, um, you know, uh, just hearing, you know, like where the, you know, well, the women should be on the couch. I feel, to be honest with you, both both should be on the couch <laughs> and because, you know, I mean, really, I mean, let, come on, let's really be honest, you know, and, and not be the, you know, the boys versus the girls. 
you know, we we're all intelligent. We're all intelligent men. We're all intelligent women, and and I'm pretty sure the people that are on this line, you know, we we're we're not. And let's be honest with you, we're not the average. We're not the average. So you know, we understand where we're coming from. So you know, you know, we got to understand that you know we we both we're still going through some healing, and you know, and I think to you know to make that change, we already made just making that first step of saying, you know. This is this, maybe this is my this is my um, at least with me. I don't know about anybody anybody else, but at least with me, I can say you know maybe I need to tweak the situation because I've been called on and sometimes you got to be honest with yourself. And sometimes you know you did some ugly things that, and and you've been Kyrie. I'm not sure you, I've heard you know heard through past shows that you were you know what you know you 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 know been through Doctor York studies right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, I honor and respect so, Dr. Malachi Z. York to, right. to the fullest. Exactly. So, you know, you know that, you know, even in one of his teachers, he said that when you truly go within, you're going to find things that are not so pretty when you go within yourself. And even even Bobby Hammond said, you know, a lot, even I've even had my, my female relatives say, when you go within, when you go within, you gotta be. You gonna find some beautiful things, and you gonna find some ugly things. It all starts within you, and you know, and that's where the true, you know, the true apocalypse is going on. Is going on within us, and once we dig deep and go within that side of ourselves, it, it's it's totally irrelevant to me. I guess I got to that point in my life. It's totally irrelevant to me of the. The men versus the women, the black men versus the black women. It's no more of that. It's irrelevant now. Now we got to dig deep within ourselves, and then you'll find it. That's that's totally irrelevant right now. You know, once you get within yourself, it all clicks. It'll all click together. It'll fall in place. Sister, once you from, be honest a, with yourself. Sister, uh-huh. from a practical standpoint, let me tell you why it's very relevant, the male versus the female is because right now most women are intimidated by a man who can communicate and offer commitment, dependability, and honesty. Why? Because he doesn't bring drama and isn't easily controlled. The other thing is is this. Women do the choosing. See, the fact of the matter is we haven't analyzed the situation to really get an answer. A man may approach a woman, but she does the choosing. That's the power position. She just exercises veto power. What I'm trying to get women to do, those who want men, ask men to the park so that you all can have a viable uh, conversation. See, what's going on right now is a game, and the women are, are winning the game. They're playing the game. They're creating the rules to the game. And so Tyreek talks about in, in his book, The Art of Macking, which I recommend, but he teaches men game to match the game that the women are playing. Now, we've got to break out of the game and negotiate to consensus. But right now, women are operating in the power position and realize, just like in racism, most whites don't want to discuss race because the privilege of the power of, 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 of the one in the privileged position is not to have to discuss that issue because it makes them uncomfortable. 
So when you start talking to women about sharing the power, they don't. most women don't like to talk about that because that's uncomfortable for them to have to step outside of their comfort zone and say hi to a man. It's easier to complain that there are no men, no quality men, when you haven't done a darn thing. You see, that's yeah, the I, rub. Right, and, I, and, and, and not that, I, you know, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but... Um, Okay, and, and, and totally, I, to, I totally see your, you know, your, your standpoint, and, and I agree. Okay, and, um, and also, and also, you know, what I'm saying is, it's like sometimes how they say when, um, when I took, um, and I hope it, I hope it's relevant to the conversation. When I took a customer service, you know, class, it was some maybe I want to say maybe you know I want to tell my age, maybe like about eight nine years ago, and. The, the the thing that struck me out of the whole course was that when the instructor said, you know, try not to take things personally from, you know, when the customers, when they cuss you out and everything, because sometimes, you know, um, oh, how, how should I say, because I like to work myself. Like you said, people are afraid to sit down and have, and, and, you, and I'm going to say, but, you know, like some women, and I'm going to say no women, some women, Maybe they do have, maybe they are afraid to sit down and have a, 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 a genuine conversation. I mean, maybe, maybe like I said, maybe it's because I was, you know, with my father, maybe it's my upbringing, because my father made it a point to sit down and speak to me on an intellectual level, not only being, you know, he, being his daughter, but, you know, he, he made it a point that that, that his daughter is not afraid to speak to anyone, male, female, black, white, whether they're from America or abroad. I'm not afraid, and this is what this is this is what I'm trying to to project onto my daughter to not be afraid to speak and and not play the coy games of you know I understand when you say someone when you know when they when they play these games and I'm not saying no one but I have seen at least what they're putting across the television screen and the game and I see yeah that's a game they're playing across that TV screen you know yeah I want a man that's you know uh, you know that's you know that thug and I'm like are you serious and and I'm sitting back are you serious this is the type of guy you want <laughs> you know. And they complain about you know when the guy backhands you, and then it's like, and then they, and and it's a lot of that is misconstrued love too, you know, where they've taken violence for you know when you know when you think well I gotta have the the roughneck or somebody, and they misconstrue that as love, and and and, and like I said once again, it's not always, and and I, and I don't think this is indicative to the women that's on this on this phone line. I very much doubt that they're on that level. I'm pretty sure they're way about beyond that level, so that's why I'm saying I can hear that they're in agreement to you, but I think it was kind of, you know, a little sharp. I was like, ooh, sit on the couch and shut up. I was like, oh, okay. I feel both people should be on the couch, <laughs> you know, male and female, and get to well, some absolutely. type of uh, um That's why we have came up and have a what we call a solution. We're not going to talk around and point the finger, Brother Hotel exactly. has put years into developing um the the content that's on the C D. Brother Hotel, how long is the C D? How much information is on there? 
I'm okay. sorry about what was yeah, the question. Yeah, I said how long, uh, how much information can people expect to get from the C, from the Romance and Finance CD? Uh, the program is a little bit over an hour long, so the different uh, classes are broken up to uh, different segments of approximately 15 minutes each. I find it interesting. I just wanted to say I was just sitting back listening and getting some work done, um, and I found it interesting just a case in point um, when people talk about women loving drama and such. Uh, I find it very interesting that we spent uh, you know, almost an hour speaking and gave the opportunity for people to speak up and share their opinions and such. But it wasn't until the brother came out and said, you know, basically shut up and came very sharp and hardcore that the women actually started responding. So uh, I just want to share that as a point of irony for people, uh, you know, for people to take a look at what floats their boat, what, how their, their, um, their buttons, how they allow their buttons to be pushed, and showing, by example, that, you know, when some women claim they don't like drama, they don't like to be spoken, just take a look at what happened to the, uh, the engagement that occurred uh, after we finished our conversation, the brother came up and said some things, how the women responded to it, and, and now everything, uh, you know, everything livened up. So when people say that women don't, you know, when women say they don't really like drama and they don't respond to drama or abuse and stuff like that, just take a look at how things had uh, transpired over this conversation, and you'll see very clearly that there there are, is something to be said about um, men being able or people being able to push people's buttons and get and, and been able to get responses out of people by uh, being a little um, little more harsh with their words and their opinions and such. Mm, absolutely, absolutely, and we under. I totally, totally understand the plight of women who are sensitive, and your number one comeback for somebody like me or Mr. Solutions when we come with that fire is you didn't have to say it like that. You didn't have to say it like that. Well, I have to bring in Sister Shaharazad Ali. She wrote Black Woman's Guide to Understand the Black Man and Black Man's Guide to Understand the Black Woman. And she says, never since the release of the kidnapped slaves has there ever been a class on how the black man should be able to communicate to the black woman. So to have an expectation that a man 500 years or 600 years, there still has never been any historic time since the end of slavery, if you want to go back to Abraham Lincoln, that this had a time where we could sit down a generation of men and say, this is how you communicate. And we learn to communicate from who? Just like Hotep said, for our mothers, for our mothers. I don't even really say nothing to the brothers no more because their egos is too big. I talk to the females. Just like uh, Tupac told Biggie Smalls, if you rap to the ladies, what they buy, the females are going to buy. Mr. Solution is no, he, he, he's not an exempt. He don't put deodorant on for me. He didn't go get a Ph.D. for me. He didn't go get a big house for me. We do everything for females. Even if the man that sounds like he's lashing out in anger or pain or whatever, it's still for females. It's for his mama or his auntie or my little sister. He's still doing it for the sisters, for, for the ones that he wish he could have corrected, for the ones that he saw that was um, something that he wanted to reach out to. But we have not had any type of time period where we could get an education on how to communicate with women. And what we learned 
was emotional outburst. We saw how women had drama um, uh, uh, retaliations to certain incidents, and we said, oh, that's appropriate. If a young male sees, without a father in the household, sees his mother respond to a situation over and over and over again, which either could be violently, uh, emotionally with tears, or she run from the situation, nine times out of ten, that young boy is going to react the same way. Because he hasn't seen anyone stand up to the evil. And that's how women react, and it's okay. To me, I'm not upset about women reacting emotionally because I study the breath. And women breathe differently than we do, and I don't believe in that bullshit about we all created equal. That's a whole crock of shit. We are not all created uh, equal. Y'all have an energy, and we have an energy. That's why I, I, I coach respect the energy. Respect the energy. When's your birthday? Boom. Respect your energy as a Capricorn or as a Taurus and all that. Some people say, well, I don't believe in astrology or those things, coach. I say, well, just like gravity. You don't got to believe in it for it to work. It's working all the time whether you believe in it. So <laughs> maybe you might not like how Mr. Uh, Mr. Solution expressed it, but he still has some valid points. The sisters who came back with the um, with their uh, replies, they had some valid points. And we do need to learn how we can communicate. But I think that we all should be happy to have this type of dialogue, this type of setting where we can get some of these things out where no one is harmed and we can say um, some of the best comments I saw in the chat room by Mr. Solution was, Lord, bless his heart. About four or five of the women, Mr. Solution, said, Lord, bless his heart. There still should be love when us brothers who um, have a strong plight and strong feeling for what we express, and we have a strong passion. Look, leaders have a right to be passionate. That's what one of my coaches told me. Let me get another one of these callers on the line before I start talking too much. Let me get off my soapbox. A caller from the 111, your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Call it from the one one one. You might have called in and hit one by accident. Okay, let me get to me. No, uh, uh, not you, Mister Solution. I think it was the sister who just came on. Hello. Okay. Hello. I, I don't know what I'm doing on this phone. Because uh, you're gonna hear a ringing. Okay, now we hear you. Uh, uh, we hear you clearly. Can we have your name, please? Yes, I'm Loretta. Okay, how you doing, Loretta? I'm okay, and how are you? Oh, all is well. I'm fine as wine, blessed by the best, and too sexy to be stressed. Thank you for joining the conversation tonight. Did you have a comment about love and finance, or did you have a question for anybody sitting in on the panel tonight? I actually did. I'm trying to figure out where is Mr. Solution is from. Because I know. I mean, yes, I'm trying to from LA, but uh, what I also oh. want to just suggest: women should have a dating budget. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second, Mrs. Solution. Let her get the whole question out first, and then That's I'm gonna true. give you a chance to speak. So she, first off, you said you want to know where he was from, and he yeah, said LA. Oui, oui. He said LA. Yeah, so was there? So was there an, an, another comment that you wanted to add on to that? Right. I just, I really don't know the women he he's speaking of. I honestly don't. And I believe I spoke to him before, and this was on another talk show. And I wanted to, and I asked that question, but I never did get a response. So I'm just curious. I don't know the women speaking of. I honestly don't, because 
the women who I know of, they're intelligent, respectful women. Now, there are some that are not. For real? Uh, but I feel that women will kiss the bottom hey, of a man's foot. Hey, and so she has that much respect for that male. And that male is the one that got his foot on her neck because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's the male of the home, but he's never there. So he has really destroyed the family. You know, every day, hello? Yeah, you're still here. You're still alive. Oh. And I want to say this. Every day I've been going out this week, and I have observed so many men. I have observed black men coming into the, uh, you know, the different places that I've gone to. I've watched them. I've watched the white family. I watch white men come in with their girlfriend or their wife or and with their along with their children. And I watch black women coming into the different uh department stores or wherever I've gone. I've watched them go into the stores and stuff. And they have been along or even with their children. And I've watched the men come in, the black male come in. He's with his friends or, you know, uh, it'll be a game of them. And I wonder to myself, are they, do they have a cover on? Uh, are they truly male, black males? Are they, who, who really are these men? You know, and I watched tonight, there were five or six coming in tonight together. And I said, these are, these, these are not really male, men. These are undercover guys. These guys, uh, what, is, what do they call them? Uh, huh? Down low. I, I said, now, I can tell that they're playing with black women or playing, or playing with women, period. See, it's, it's too many games going on with the, with, the man, with the black male. He's the one that actually is playing the game. He's the one that's making the women, the black woman, change a lot. He's the one that's doing this. And he doesn't even understand the detriment that he has caused that black woman. He doesn't even understand that he has, the way he has broken down the family. He, he doesn't understand what he has done. He has really damaged the black, the black family. And I say the black woman because he's left everything up to that black woman. She has she has to control everything that's in that house. He get he he leaves his sperm everywhere. He leaves that woman with a child. He won't even come back and look back and say, you know, I, my baby's nose is running. He won't even look back and wipe that baby's nose. He'll keep going, knowing that that woman now has got a mental illness problem now because she's either depressed, oppressed, suppressed, suppressed. Excuse me. Is something mentally going on with her now. She's unable to even take care of the child or the children now because of what he has done, the lies that he keeps telling. You know, I, I'm, I'm saying this truly. I've watched and observed men, women. I just don't believe that black woman would do this to a black man. I honestly don't believe that. Um, Hold up. You want to reply to that? Okay, go ahead. Hello? Yes, hotel. Yes, yes. Um, you know, 
it's unfortunate that uh, you know the, the uh, conversation has turned this way because it's really again what I didn't want to happen, where we get back at you know men are doing this, women are doing that, and getting back to this blame game on what women are doing wrong, what men are doing wrong. You know the the problems, the ills that we have are, are very evident and clear. I would really like, if we're going to end this off, Coach, to end off on some solutions. And what we started off talking about was solutions to these problems, and I'm hoping that we can redirect the conversation as to what can be done. We know that there are raggedy brothers out there. We know there's brothers out there that are playing games and not doing what they're supposed to be doing. We also know that there are women who are not taking responsibility for their own lives, who are allowing men to do these things to them, and we know there's basically women that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. The question at the end of the day is, what are we going to do about it? And that's where I would like to reinterject and redirect everybody to make sure they add their emails to romanceandfinance.com where we have created solutions to helping rebuild the community two at a time because all of this adversarial conversation that we're having, men versus women, is, is, is counterproductive. And at the end of the day, I'm all about being productive and not being busy. Right now, we've been on, a call, on this call for about two hours, and it's uh, at the end of the day, what do you want to say? You want to say that it's men's fault? You want to say it's women's fault? Or do you want to focus on solutions to changing this, uh, this trend that we have? So, again, romanceoffinance.com. I'm hoping that we can end off. Coach, I hope you sign us off on a, on, a, in a, on a note that leads us in that direction of moving forward beyond the problems into the place of solutions. Absolutely. Uh, now, don't you also don't you all because we're talking about tips, tools, and techniques over here. Uh, you are having a uh, teleconference on two, Monday or Tuesday, right? Uh, that information is going to be tomorrow, as well as uh, as as was planned ish, uh, initially. So uh, again, if there's any change. Anybody that wants to be on it has to be signed up to the email list. So, again, if they go to romanceoffinance.com, put their emails in, they'll receive an email about the exact time and how to be a part of that call tomorrow where we discuss it in more depth. Exactly. That That is what I wanted. I, and I'm and since law governs all events, you can see that we had to see let all of that come out and to show how necessary an educational system to introduce romance and finance properly from an educator. One thing Hotel taught me, never study something from somebody who can't teach it. Why is Puffy, Puffy don't, uh, doesn't have any uh, understudies up under him? Puffy's getting all this money and Jay-Z's getting all this money, but they can't teach the success. So here we have a brother, Hotel, and, and myself, and um, the other brother, uh, Tariq, coming in to teach a course. So we don't have to sit around and have adversarial conversations. But you can bring your what? Notebook. Bring your pen and your pad and your open mind and a glass of water and an incense if you need it or a glass of wine so we can put all of this aside because the show is not about continually blaming and saying who's at fault. But the, this show is about and always will be about where are the solutions. Where are the solutions? Don't just get therapy where you just sit down and think that talking about it to somebody else is only going to make me feel good. No, you got my ears burning up. 
I want to see some people. I want to see some couples getting together. I want to see another baby boom. I want to see women being moist and soft, uh, nurturing men when they come home. I want to see brothers going out there in the road, out, um, out there in the street, getting their hustle on, sacrificing for women. I want to see men and women holding hands at the movie theater. I want to see men driving up in the Jaguars in front of the bank, letting their women go in and deposit large checks into their account. And both of them coming back out and driving over and getting on the big yacht or getting on the big ship. The only way we're going to get to that type of living is to make sure you go on over to romanceoffinance.com, sign up so you can receive the email, and at least have the option. This is not going to be the uh, last call. You all are on the ground floor of something humongous, something humongous. Hotels, how many power couples did you say you wanted to create by um, um, the end of 2012, Hotep? A thousand? 1,000, you want to either create or help establish 1,000 black power couples by the end of 2012. That's right. And we're doing it what? Two people at a time, baby. We're doing it two, two people at a, time. at a time. So let's get it popping around here. We need 2,000 people to come on over to uh, Love and Finance. We do have a Facebook page. Please come and join us on Facebook. If you don't, like, if you're just on Facebook all the time, we update it regularly. Come on over there and join. Submit your email address so you can get that information for the teleconference call tomorrow. Don't hesitate. Participate. We are here to do what? Add champagne to your campaign. So we want to heal this by action. We're not going to just keep on pointing the finger and doing things like that, but we definitely appreciate and respect everyone's opinion and um, what they brought to the table tonight. We respect everyone's energy. Um, it was necessary. We definitely, I'm not angry with anybody. Hotel, how you feel? You ain't angry, are you? Oh, no, I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm glad that, uh, you know, everybody chimed in when they did. And, um, you know, it, it shows, again, the necessity for what we, the solutions that we do offer. So I'm grateful to it. I'm grateful for everybody who uh, participated, everybody that um, was on, logged in. And I'm excited about the opportunity that we have ahead of us because it shows us that people are serious. So let's get it. And if you're serious about doing something, let's do something. That's what's up. If y'all are serious about something, let's do something. Uh, I'd like to give everybody a big shout-out. They came out in the chat room, R7 Wonders, Queen Vita, Nubian Brooks, um, Neb Maat Ray, Miss Black, Love and Light, Laughter 13, uh, ELT Glow, and I and and you special mystery guests out here who don't want to sign in. I know you listening and you want to go back and try to uh, bite Hotep style. You better come on over here and join the team at hustleu.org or Romance and Finance. It's not a competition. We all in here trying to heal one another because we at the end of the day we're saving lives. So also want to give a shout out. Thank you, Mr. Solution, for uh, coming in and buzzing in. I just open your mic back up. Thank you for contributing. I look forward to us doing some things in the future. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, let me just say this. I think you guys have a great show. But, look, uh, I say this all the time. There are issues that black men and women have, and the best place for them to get them on the table is in a telephone conversation such as this or in a conference call. Because let me make no mistake about this. The divorce rate is national, and if men and women try and have these kind of conversations within the context of a relationship, it'll tear it apart every time. So actually, this is the best place to air 
the issues that black men and women definitely have, if you cover them up, it's just going to, it's like sweeping something under the rug. It trips you up and sends you sprawling across the room. So it, this is the best place to get this out. And by the way, these were good conversations. These women were not venomous. They didn't come across as toxic at all. Now, I roll pretty directly. I'm, I'm a straight shooter. That's just the way I is, okay? I don't shift. And I, I'm not being mean. It's not because I'm hurt. It's because I see the issues that need to be brought to the fore, and it's kind of like lancing a boil. But uh, all women have to do to alleviate the problem is be more friendly toward men and pick better men. Don't pick men for these superficial things like height, age, cute, uh, Mrs. Solution, I'm gonna have to ask you though. You have you've been talking to the men. I mean, the women all night. They want to know just like me. You got to say something about the men. You can't keep it just one sided. Now, what are you? What? Give me two things the men need to do other than go over to romanceandfinance.com. What other two things can the men do as your final words tonight? What can the men do? All right, I'm going to tell you. And I'm glad. I don't mind throwing down on this. Good quality men can't do. They've already developed themselves. They are available. The women have to exercise what I call original choice power. So the men, such as myself, have already developed themselves. They've maxed out. I mean, we can't club a woman over the head and drag her home, okay? It's her volition now. Now, the guys who are subpar, obviously they need to do some work. But if they see the upper echelon of men and women cooperating and getting along, then that will create critical mass and be an example for them. But as long as we who are at the top or near the top are discombobulated and bamboozled, you know, and disheveled, uh, they don't feel that they have to change anything. For example, when I try to talk to younger guys, they say, look, man, I get more pussy in a month than you get in a year, you know, you can't tell me anything. And then when women verify that by saying, well, you don't have a woman. So the guys who get the woman, even though they're not worthy of a relationship, the women are validating them. So that's the, that's the dichotomy here. The men who have already accomplished, who are financially sovereign, they're emotionally there, regardless as to what the women say, because they're going to fight, you know, uh, objective introspection. But the guys who are at the top, they've already maxed out in what they can do, uh, you, you know, with respect to the black women. The women have to learn to collaborate with these men, to work in harmony with these men, which they haven't done in great numbers. And my suggestion is the women start saying, hi, how are you, inviting men to the park. Because I can't say it. If you say good men need to do more, the thing of it is, if they've already done the more, what more can they do? I mean, they can't force the woman against her will to talk to them or to be with them, if you catch my right. drift. We want you to go sign up, too. 
for romance and finance because you've done a good job tonight except everything except giving out the website. But you haven't experienced it yet. So I want you, before you come back on the show, to be proactive. We want your email on the list too so you can listen in to some brothers who are doing something proactive and listen in to some sisters who are being proactive because I want you to go back and sound the alarm and say, I have found some people who are producing some solutions. So I'm all, I'm I'm asking you to go over there and join up yourself and um as cuz I want you to be a witness that we that there are some people out here making some changes and that's going uh that's going to help us out. I appreciate you tonight. Uh Isaac in Orlando, thanks a lot big brother for calling in. Rochelle in Detroit, much love to you sis. Uh Miss Yolanda, the 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 super queen over there in Philadelphia, you know we'll see you soon. Tresta in the Virgin Islands, thank you for listening tonight. And Loretta, I didn't get a chance to find out where you were calling from tonight. We really appreciate you calling in tonight. Big shouts out to Shamir in the D, Ayana out in Oakland, Miss LaShonda Jones, uh, everybody who called in tonight to give us uh, some love and support as we launch Love and, I'm sorry, Romance and Finance.com. Hotel, give us some parting words and I'm going to take us out on some little. Uh, on a little slow jam, go ahead and uh, smooth this thing out. Oh, big brother, I am uh, I'm a little talked out for this evening. Again, I just wanted to thank everybody for participating. I look forward to seeing them on our call tomorrow. Um, I do want to say to Big Brother Mr. Solutions that um, all of us are, are culpable and all of us can do more. And no one, uh, no one is perfect. No one is maxed out, you know, because uh, just like the fruit, once the fruit fruit ripens it begins to die so therefore none of us want to believe and think that we are at the point where we are already right because that means we are accepting death for ourselves so we can all continue to grow do more and take responsibility upon ourselves and that's what we're going to talk about more tomorrow what can the brothers do because we can still do a lot and uh, we have to do it together so with that ladies and gentlemen my name is Hotep president and founder of Hustle University that website is hustleu.org bringing you the romance and finance program, helping rebuild the community two at a time through the romance and finance program and building uh, a thousand power, black power couples by the end of 2012. If you're serious, if you're committed, if you're willing, we are able to help take you through the process and build that piece of the slice of heaven for you. Like I know is out there. I thank you very much for your time. I want to say peace and thank you, coach Kaya. Absolutely, absolutely. Big shout outs go to my mama doing it big all the time for put putting in putting in her worth with her son, uh little old me. And we wanna get everybody also over to the relaxationisthekey.com. dot com. Check out that site because we gotta relax as we love one another. As we start loving one another, we gotta start relaxing into our divine energy. That's got something to do with sexual, mental, spiritual and physical. All right, we look forward to talking to you all. We got a big show coming up tomorrow night, Monday, The Alchemist Next Door, and we have a, a big symptometry show on men's health on Tuesday. 
So we're starting the week out on fire, and we're going to take it on all the way through. So definitely I encourage everyone to be here tomorrow night at, uh, I think, maybe 7 or 8, and definitely 8 o'clock on Tuesday night for the symptometry. Get on over to romanceandfinance.com. Give us your email address and your name, and we look forward to seeing all of you on the conference tomorrow. We're going to take it out of here with some Marvin Gaye and some sexual healing. Peace. times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples. Mother Nature with a Molotov. <laughs> ten out of ten times, can it land mine? How I land mine? Snapping like a bear trap, bear back. She naked truth in the booth. Eat like overproof in the glass with a mooch. This rhyme don't follow protocol. Best stuck in cover, y'all. Looking for the fallout. Delta, 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 Mayday, Delta. Way the white flag, only thing that could help you. Rappers are in danger like high blood pressure. Gotta breathe, baby, don't let this world stress you. Trying to ancestors on the bedroom dresser. Fresher than parsley. Bring me along, see of me, there's an army. Beautiful, charming, sound bombing. Storm before the calming. Heads need embalming. Dead on arrival, they doing it for fame. She do it cause it's primal. Instinct arrival of a new era without the fitted cap. Tighter than a doobie rap. Fill a verse with content. Still have them running back. Navigate, explore that. Cause they want more of that. Organic and roar from the 12 signs. So we act. Dropping in the scimitar. Securing the perimeter. Big bin, pin game. Never do it miniature. All rights reserved.
It's awesome, baby!